Okay, we got a lot of goodies. I'm really excited and really excited to do some good. I'm gonna start talking a little bit about our setting. This is going to be set on the starship, The Fade. The Fade is a scrappy, kind of held together by love and duct tape uh, ship, uh, populated by not quite scum and villainy, but definitely the smuggling type, the uh, in between the lines of the law kind of folks. Um, the Fade uh, is a little bit in debt. Um, there's a lot of uh, crime cartels that are pretty good at getting the folks who work from that for them into some debt. So you're always like one step ahead um, of your creditors, um, you know, getting down your throat. Um, and um, I'm going to talk a little bit about our setting solar system uh, that has recently um, be, been freed from an intergalactic council by a civil war um, a couple of years ago, um, about five. Uh, and all of the planets have ended up with their own governments because the rebels uh, really didn't think about as much as they maybe should agreeing on a form of government by the time they won. So the planets are in competition. There's competition within the planets. There's a lot of conflict, which means that the area between the planets, all of that space does not have a lot of law, does not have a lot of people keeping the people safe or doing much. It, yes, yes, exactly. Um, so it's a great place for pirates and smugglers of all types. Um, there are aliens within this, uh, within this solar system. It's primarily human, but um, there are people of all sorts of different species um, who are integrated into the system. Um, there are also, however, throughout the system, very mysterious and very ancient structures and artifacts created by some alien race that nobody really knows who they are. Um, and the theory that most folks have is that long ago, humans invaded this solar system and took it over. And for whatever reason, that alien race disappeared. Maybe they left, maybe they died, maybe they went into hiding. Um, as far as most people know, these artifacts appear to be something that you could use for something, but no one has really figured out what to do with them or how to make them work. Um, and there is a powerful group of very rich folks called the Archaeoi who have hired people throughout the solar system to go find some of these artifacts. And our lovely crew of the Fade has recently finished a search for an artifact um, on the planet, I'm turning my page. That's what the planet's called. It's the planet I'm turning my page. No, <laughs> on the planet Ilruna, um, in a very, very deep, thick jungle, very moist and full of bugs. And you spent a couple of weeks digging around there, finding this artifact. You're exhausted. You smell like days of jungle sweat. Um, you maybe have a few dozen mosquito bites um, and you have returned to your ship, the Fade, with an artifact. The artifact is a cube with a number of interlocking pieces. Um, and you have returned and are about to about to set sail. I don't know, set impulse, whatever you say. About to fly um, to the planet Elvorix, uh, where there is an Archaeoi station uh, and you are supposed to deliver the artifact. So let's pause for a second and we're going to just introduce our characters. And one of the cool things about this system and similar systems is the hooks. Um, which are the interrelationships between your characters. So go ahead and introduce your character and then talk a little bit about your hooks. Uh, ooh, I'm going to say Drak gets to start. Okay. So I am playing Druxan. Um, he is a alien, so not human. He looks fairly humanoid, though. 
He's about five foot seven, five foot eight, very lean, um, dark skinned, um, and very heavy. So very dense, despite his, despite how short he is, he is very very heavy. He's got a uh, grey taut skin, um, pitch black eyes. Maybe if like depending on how the light hits it, you can see a little bit of iridescence. So maybe like a little kind of rainbow sheen. Um, really sharp features. Even his ears are slight like slightly pointed. Um, uh, for his he's looks fairly young, but he's for, so the planet he's from is um, called Vratom, and it's a very it's like a a, war, a planet that's constantly under war. So his natural compared to his species' natural lifespan, he's pretty young, but because of the war, most of his kind dies at a young age. So comparing it to that, he's actually quite an old old person in comparison. Um, he's wearing a thick, um, thick body armor, kind of like my, the best way I can describe it is Doom's body armor, but really dark blue and a shotgun at his side. Right. He's definitely and modified, but yeah. What are his hooks? Um, his hooks are, he's been, uh, so he's, like I mentioned before, he's been on a war, like war-ridden planet for a while now. So as a result, he's kind of become numb to it he doesn't really even physical pain he doesn't really notice it and he doesn't really notice it in other people either so it's kind of like probably has caused a lot of trouble within the crew at some points um he is his vice is that um everything makes everything whether it's excitement um sorrow he lets he shows it with excessive violence in every like even when he's excited he probably punches a wall in excitement probably damages some stuff yay and, <laughs> <laughs> um and i think the other i chose was, <laughs> is that um he thinks that one of our crew members that we're going to choose soon pulsar um their morality is um going to make them hesitate at the wrong time so they think that when that when that eventually happens he's going to take the shot instead. Alrighty. All right. Thank you. Uh, let's go to Ikat. Your turn. All right. So my character is Zal. They uh, They are a cyborg, one of many created by the council when it, uh, in the closing days of the war, uh, before they withdraw, they withdrew from this part of space. Uh, their skin is sort of pale bluish. Though they were human. But now their skin is sort of pale bluish. They have visible seams in their in their limbs, uh, where you can see where like things were pulled apart and stitched back together. Uh, and they have some obvious cyber cybernetic equipment sort of stitched on at different points. When they get angry or frustrated, you can see glowing red traces going down their spines and up their hands. Uh, and this is a good thing to know is going to happen because. The experiments that were conducted on them were for telekinetic power. So when you see those lines, something's going to get thrown somewhere. Right. And the cyborgs were one of the reasons why uh, the solar system rebelled, because uh, people were experimented upon against their will. Um, and so a lot of people would seize all and have a reaction, um, be it pity uh, or fear. Uh, so, OK. And what are your hooks? So uh, Zal's hooks are, let me actually uh, write this down. So I can't help my feelings for Riva. 
but I can't let them know about it. And so Druxan gets under my skin. Uh, Druxan probably like doesn't think much of Zal's like kind of impulsive charge into danger, uh, just go for it attitude. And but but Zal thinks like, no, I, I know what I'm doing. I'm doing, you know, sometimes you got to go fast and, and make it work. And I feel, you know, I'm going to show them that my way works. And of course, my powers cause me extreme pain uh, when they are discharged. And there's very little that helps me manage it. Awesome. I'm going to interrupt the introductions to say I saw that we got a donation. We're at 544 already. And our goal is. Yeah. Oh. Woo! Awesome. Okay. So hello, Raiders. You're hey. wonderful. And if somebody could like shout at us who the donor was, like, hell yeah, we love you. You're awesome. And my wedding uh, so dress we is got, like. Uh, we got uh, one from Anonymous and then a $40 uh, donation from uh, Ink and Ignorance. Oh my God. Okay. Oh. Hearts to Anonymous. Hearts to Corey. Love you, Inky. Ah. <clears throat> um, all right. Wonderful. Yay. Okay. Uh, let's get Reva's introduction. Reva is, uh, she's average height, a little bit on the taller side. She's about 5'7", um, and she is clad in all black. She even has like a hollow mask that like, like full face black mask. Um, she has um, kind of like a cowboy hat. She kind of looks like a space cowboy a little bit. And she's got two pistols on her side. Um, usually has like another larger gun strapped to her back. I don't know. She's a hound. So she's going to choo choo pew pew. Um, and she has like this really cool like jacket. It looks like raven wings sort of when she like extends her arms. I'm like, that's really cool. And she is Pulsar's sister. Do -do 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 -do. And uh, my hooks are, where are my notes? Okay. Pulsar's criminal ways are going to see them in my crosshairs one day. Uh, Zal got between me and my target. I won't let it happen again. And uh, Druxan is a time bomb, and they need to be shown a better way or to be shown direction. Alrighty. Awesome. Thank you. Um, and let's have Ray. Go ahead, Ray, introduce your character. Some awesome. of us know your character uh, already. Yeah, I'm bringing back Pulsar for a little, uh, a little prequel uh, session. Uh, he is relatively tall, um, not uh, massively slender, but relatively lanky. Um, <clears throat> carries uh, a single pistol and a sniper rifle. Um, a long kind of white coat that goes the majority of the way down and the majority of the way up with quite large uh, collars coming out, um, along with a uh, porcelain mask that he keeps up and to the side that he will bring down during the uh the uh we'll call them uh the work <laughs> <laughs> uh, also i've just got a little ping uh madrick twenty dollars thank you very Yay, much thank you oh, thank you the wonderful creator Yay. of impulse drive and another one from adam as well <laughs> beautiful yeah. thank you thank you uh, but yeah that's pulsar wonderful um, all right, and I'm Jed, and in Impulse Drive, we are the Space Master, but I am actually the Master of Space and Time. That's what I call myself. And I think we're going to like speed to 600. I want to see if we can make it to 700. That's what I want to see. 
Let's see if we'll make it to 700. But we're going to celebrate at 600, and I'll come up with something cool for 700. Um, all right. Wonderful. Y'all are great. Okay. So you have just left the jungle, and sweaty and tired have returned to the fade. And uh, what kind of work, what role did you take in the jungle uh, searching for this artifact? What did you do that was helpful to the team? I think I was quite literally a uh, meat shield quite a lot of the time. So I think I'm probably, I'm probably looking beat up, but I'm fe I'm, I feel, I'm feeling great because it was fun. Like I got to punch some stuff, some stuff got to hit me. It was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, I feel like I was watching everyone's back. I was bringing up the rear and making sure nothing was going to sneak up from behind us. I think Zal was using the the telekinetic powers to like blast open certain like things. Like if there's like stuff, a big like um thing in the ground that we needed to clear, just like poof, clear it away. And it turns out, it turns out, marching through the jungle and being attacked by mosquitoes constantly makes you really angry and frustrated. Very help, helpful in some ways, not so helpful in others. Maybe a little grumpy. Pretty grumpy. Yeah. All right, Pulsar, what did you do? Pulsar was uh, more than likely keeping everyone covered. Um, he has an aversion to jumping into situations. He prefers to plan them out and make sure that there's only kind of the one target. So a scenario like this is a little out of his depth. Um, he's definitely going to keep a slightly closer eye on his sister than everyone else. The slight, uh, you know, sibling, making sure that everyone's safe, but Pulsar doesn't want to show it too much because his emotions are kind of cut off. But uh, yeah, just making sure that everyone actually lives to tell the tale. All right, the protector, um, ironically. Um, when you return to the ship, what's the first thing that you do? Oh boy, I need a shower. I, I, I stink. This bodysuit really collects the... Sorry, ladies yeah. first. Uh, Okay. Ma maintenance. Pulling off like, um, I think you see Zal like in the in sort of the, the maintenance bay, like pulling little bits of metal, little like chunks like out of their arm and like washing them down and putting them back in. Um, you know, getting trying to like get the scum out of the out of their joints. Yes, absolutely. Um, as Reva's walking to the shower, it's hat, mask jacket trailing all the way just doesn't care <laughs> so, so you walk past the maintenance base all is just like <laughs> <laughs> i'm oh, alive oh my gosh um just really quick because i found that really hilarious how about you roll plus slick oh no. <laughs> oh no apparently i need to actually have dice that's an important thing oh yes what that's actually yeah i don't have dice like Immediate you need availability. You six, yeah. Pulsar, I'm going to have you say what you're doing, and then we'll come back to that moment. Pulsar, what are you doing once you get back to the ship? Straight to the room, maintenance on my weapons. A very quick kind of side-eye glance at a pouch of you, Jen, know what. Um, and then uh, straight away looking for a, for a lead, for a bounty. A lead for a bounty. 
All right. Um, why don't you, uh, you have a special move for that. Why don't you roll that move? I do, I do, I do. Wait, do I have disadvantage here on my slick? No, you're just a regular old roll. Okay, excellent. That's, that's a six. That's so, a six. You know. um, Reva, you've got a bit of a, bit of a glance from Zal. Bit of a glance. Um, all right. Yeah, I saw it. Yes, you immediately looks back and starts doubling down on like doing maintenance. Oh, you, oh, oh only yeah. rolled a six. Okay, sorry. Yeah, you saw a little bit, bit of a uh, I pulsar. <laughs> pulsar, what did you roll for your for your special move? My curse continues. Snake eyes. Oh no. Snake eyes. Okay. There's oh, nothing. No. It's been a dry spell for a while, and it's still a dry spell. And you're actually starting to wonder why it's been such a dry spell. Sorry, we're over six hundred. Woo! Oh, oh, damn. oh my god, yay! Oh, we barely oh started. God. You all are wonderful. <laughs> uh, Marwin, thank you for the 20 bucks. Marwin, thank you! Thank you. Marwin, oh my gosh, is that Rachel? I think that's Rachel. That's one of my players. I love you. I love you, Rachel. I love you, Marwin. Um, oh, okay. Um, we're gonna go for 700. Let's see if yeah, we can do it, y'all. I think we can hit it. All right. It. Okay. Um, so um Pulsar, uh, yeah, you're starting to wonder why. Um, why it's been <laughs> like that. Um Anything else that you do before you set sail? And I'm just going to use set sail because we're ships in space. It's fine. It's appropriate. Uh, just making sure that everything's working, that the guns are in check. That's about it. If someone right. wants me, they'll come get me. All right. <laughs> um, so while Reva's in the shower and um, Zal is doing maintenance um, and Druxan is waiting for his turn, um, and Pulsar is working in his own quarters, um, you hear an, your proximity alarm go off. Um, let's see if I can, eh, 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 eh. I could keep doing this and just annoy everybody off the stream, uh, <laughs> but I won't. Uh, your proximity alarm begins to go off. Some ship or object is close to you. Uh, are we are we in orbit or are we like on the ground or you're in orbit um okay. and you're you're at the point where you could take off to get to the planet where you're going to turn in the object um but you haven't actually set course because you're you're doing what you need to do to get over okay. sweaty jungle time yeah all right yeah so it's all like like takes the part of the arm and like slams it back into place and like it's already like sort of rushing for the bri for the uh, bridge yeah i'm falling asleep i'm gonna be rushing into the bridge as well pulsar riva uh, I'm going to swear and um, you know grab towel and you know try and fuck it. I walk out in a bathrobe. I don't yeah, know. There you go. <laughs> you try putting on like clothes when like you're still like damp. It's not gonna work. Yeah, it's you not great. To, you've got your bathrobe and like your hair up in like a towel, but you did manage to get your mask. Oh, my hollow mask. It's like yeah. um, there's two like uh, circlets that just kind of like it's kind of like a, a necklace and. Poof, yeah. Okay. So, so like she walks up on, onto the, onto the deck, uh, with a, a mask, a towel and a bathrobe, um, Pulsar. Messy top bun. <laughs> uh, yeah. For Pulsar, it's just the look up, look down, finish cleaning, sigh, eyes roll, pack stuff <laughs> and head out. This again. Um, yeah. <laughs> Huh? We're definitely related. Yes. <laughs> Just, oh. All right. So, and you've definitely seen seen things before. Uh, Druvan, uh, sorry. Yeah, Druxan, I have bold eyes. 
um, and Zal, you're the first ones there. You're the first ones yeah. to the deck. Yeah. Um, and you see um, a prox the proximity alarm going off and you see that the sensors say that there is another ship um, and it is within uh, combat range with you. You are in danger from the proximity of the ship if it is not friendly. Yeah, so like, so like Zal is, is um, already sort of getting getting in there, like powering up, you know, powering up the shields. Like, uh, I think uh, you'd be, you'd be, they'd be shouting like, Drukes, who's our visitor? I'm not entirely sure. Can I, is there a way for me to check that or? Absolutely. You can use sensors um, and yeah. you can also check comlinks to see if someone has contacted you. I'm going to check comlinks first. Right. Yeah. Um, so when you check comlinks, you see that there's an incoming call from the other ship. Um, and I assume that you take the incoming call. Yeah, we've got an incoming call. All right. On your dramatic spaceship screen, it's a space screen, yeah. um, you see the face of the captain of the Wastrel. The Wastrel is another smuggler ship that you have encountered many times. The captain is Captain Sarge Gorston. And Sarge is there because he was a sergeant. And in fact, Druxon, you served together um, earlier on. Uh, he was always someone who could never take anything seriously and was always out for himself. Um, he comes on the screen because I think it's cool. He has an eye patch um, and he's wearing like a, a brown coat that's got worn patches in places. It's, looks like it might be leather, but like little pieces of it have come off and there's like the cloth underneath, but kind of in the way where he's doing it because it's cool, right? Yeah. Um, it's like artfully patchy. Um, just like people have art, artfully like uh, shredded jeans. Kind of yeah. Thing. Um, and he comes on and he says, uh, all right, so you're going to give it up? Oh, so I think what you Fuck see you. is that he, at first, um, Trixon is like looking very, um, not polite, but you know how like when you pick up the phone initially, you're like, hello, like all polite. And then you see, he sees who it is. I'm like, oh, good damn it. <laughs> Did you say that out yeah, loud? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, like, we're, we're not going to give it up. Yeah. Like we're already maneuvering. We're already like maneuvering to, to battle positions here. Yeah. Right. Like... Right. Are, are we gonna fight again, or we can we just go? I, well, we've been in that jungle for like way too long. I haven't yes. showered yet. We've been watching you. Give us the artifact, and you can go. Yeah, like like we're we're already like, like we're already combat maneuvers. Okay, it's now, already, there it's are, there are three places that you could go. You could go in Kent. My apologies if I get these terms wrong, but these will be the terms for the for this game. Um, you can go to cannonading position, which is long distance. Um, you could go to engage yeah. position, which is middle distance, or you could go to broadside uh, um, broadside position, which is close distance. Now you have lasers. They work in all three distances. You also, if you recall, have shielding and you have stealth. Those are the three things that you have. So what matters in terms of those distances is not really what you can do. It's what they yeah. might be able to do. Yeah. So like, do we, do we have a history with this guy's ship? What was it called? The, uh, the wastrel. The wastrel. Mm -hmm. uh, Captain yeah. Sarge of the wastrel. Oh we yeah. Have a, you you sure do. And I think I'll, I'll have you, if you want a history, like to remember kind of what's on the ship, yeah. um, I'll have you do a keep your cool. So plus stalwart to see oh, okay. if you can bring that to mind in the middle of a stressful situation. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna do that then. Uh, yeah, stalwart is at zero. So, but that's an eight. That's an eight. Okay. So that's a limited success. You can ask yeah. one question about the ship. Uh, right, and I lost, of course, the the questions because you don't know. You don't need to do the list of questions. That's scope it out. Oh, okay, different thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The scope yeah. it out would be finding it out now. You're trying to remember. So yeah. That's why. So what I is? Uh, what's the best range to evade them from? 
All right. Um, the Wastrel also has lasers, so they can hit you from any distance, but they have missiles as well. So the closer you are, the more likely they are to do more damage because missiles yeah. do more damage than lasers. Yeah, so Zol's all, all, all taking them out farther farther away. Mm -hmm. Like, some somebody scrap. Drax, just Drax, hang up and scrag them. All right, and this is when Riva and Pulsar come on deck. Um, and you hear, um, hang up and just scrag them. What does everybody do? Well, that's, somebody's got a pilot. Somebody's got to shoot if you're going to shoot. Are the, are the comms still open? Yeah, well, I don't know. Drux, what did you do? Um, I wouldn't have closed them yet. If they've walked in, I would have turned around to see that they've walked in first before that to end in a call. So if they want to say anything, they can. Yeah. Oh, so Sarge Gorson uh, looks at Reeve and goes, nice. Nice. Fuck I, you. I, that, I immediately walk over that. and just go, <clears throat> We're losing signal. Click. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I forgot Pulsar's a Russian accent. Okay, gonna fix it. <laughs> she was she was just doing she was just doing her, her US accent for that moment. Yeah, that was what was going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, someone other than me should probably be piloting. Yeah. And I should I should be doing a doing a gun to me. So someone um Yes, yeah, so, but Zol, Zol's zooming right now. All right. Um so Zal's in charge. Who's like I thought? Who's piloting? Who's who's shooting? Yeah. Uh, Reva, the helm, please. That should be piloting right, again. The helm. Here we go. Piloting. I'll shoot. All right. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm right. actually not 100 sure, but I figure it's like slick or, or something. For which? For piloting. Uh, is, pi is piloting like slick? Um, piloting. Um, it depends on how the distance. Right, okay. so right now piloting would be over to here. Right now piloting um, would be um, calculating. Um, okay, if you so, get too close, it's going to be slick, right? Um, yeah. All right, Druxon and Zal, um, you're in a supportive role. So you can decide what you do to support the pilot and or um, the gunner. Gunner? Okay. Gunner, that's what it is. It's gunner. All right, uh, Reva, Pulsar, what do you do? You're getting uh, the jump I on him. Not much of one, but you're getting the jump on him. I'm starting to back away. All right. Um, so roll plus calculating in order to find the right position to do long distance shooting from. Okay. So I have a plus zero. So that's just the two. Yes. Okay. I know how to play this game. Did anybody take good calculating? Just FYI. Just nope. just for. <laughs> I'm at negative one. I got zero. zero. Oh, you're not plus two. You're not the, I'm all right. Okay. All right. Reva, what'd you get? Uh, seven. Seven. Okay. That's the limited success. You're able to get to a good position, but it's also not a position that would be hard for them to maneuver toward, right? So you're going to get at least one round where they're not able to shoot their missiles at you. All right. Pulsar, okay. what'd you do? Uh, fire. Fire. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the two, the rest of you, you're going to have a chance to do an assist on the next round, but since this is kind of a surprise, yeah, that's, that's where they're going to go. All right, Pulsar, go ahead and roll um, plus calculating to fire. 13 plus calculating. Heck oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you have a couple of options and I'm going to move to the one-on-one -on -one combat stuff. Okay, so you can go ahead and shoot and you can do double damage, but you won't be able to shoot next round. Um, you can actually, because that shot is so good, they're kind of thrown off and you can take evasive action so you can have another round that they can't get their missiles close to you. Um, and 
you that's those are the two i'm going to give you the option so you're going to do your damage and you can either double um and miss around or you can do some evasive action uh, evasive maneuvers definitely okay. evasive maneuvers um all right so they are going to go ahead and shoot but because you're doing evasive maneuvers i'm going to have them shoot at disadvantage um so i'm going to roll three and i'm going to take out one um and the lower two are the same number so they get a 10 uh, which means that they do do one damage to you. All right. Now this first damage on a ship is a little bit of like scrape stuff. It's superficial damage. It's almost like the ship is just going to look a little bit more like itself. Okay. It already kind of looks like that. Anyway. Um, but they do that. You feel a little rocking of the ship. You know that they've gotten a shot in, but because of that evasive maneuver, like they're really not able to like get a really good shot on like an important system. Um, and uh, it is now going to be your turn again. I want to see what Zell and Druxon are doing to assist. Quick question. Yeah. Do our shields kick in? What? Do our shields kick in? Uh, ship has a shield, right? Actually, think... um, Zal, you're right. Zal actually already um, put the shield on earlier, so okay. don't you don't even take that first damage. It's like such superficial scraping that it doesn't yep. even count as a damage because it bounced off the shield. Just like yep. the name, like the fade, is now a little bit like the fact. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Just took a little paint off. Um, all right, uh, Drixon and Zal, what are you doing? Well, I guess I'm going to, the best thing I can do is, I guess, um, is do I, is there any point of me like pointing out any weaknesses that I know of this, um, this guy's ship? Because I know him pretty well. Uh, pointing out what? Any weaknesses of the ship or. Weakness of the ship? Okay, you can yeah. do scope it out. Because um, you're, are you trying to remember or are you trying to look now? Rem remember. Is the, sh okay, the ship then, is the same, so cool. I'll go remember. Then keep your cool. Keep then roll plus solid. That's solid. I'm good at that. Dog is being um, grumpy over here. 11. <laughs> 11. Yeah. Heck yeah. Okay. So you can actually ask uh, three questions about this ship that you might remember from former combat. Um, how good is it at maneuvering? So, like, is it kind of slow? Does it take turns really badly? It it seems to be about on your level. Okay. Yeah. Like you, if you were in a dogfight, at least the maneuverability part of it, you, it would be 50-50 who would be able to get into the right position. Could do they have? Oh no. Y'all can help shields? if you want to suggest. Yeah. Do they have shields? Yes, they have shields. Uh, okay. I have one question left, guys. <laughs> uh, what um, could they see us if we cloak? All right. Um, do you want that to be a question, Druxon? Yeah. Okay. Um, so the way cloaking works, um, when you cloak, there's a role. Um, and it, depending on the role is how successful you are from someone who's already looking at you versus somebody who doesn't. So you would make a role for it. Probably is the answer to that question that they wouldn't be able to see you if you cloaked. Okay. Right. Um, also though, if you're too damaged, you won't be able to cloak. Okay. Okay. Um, Reva, what you doing? Uh, I want to, uh, I want to get to the longer range since yeah. our lasers can from that and I don't want their missiles to do damage. Yeah, you are already in the longer range, but what you did before was get yourself into a, a better position for shooting on important systems on their ship. And because there was a good evasive maneuver, you're kind of in an okay position now, but it's not gonna hold. So you can either hold position or you can move to a better position. I wanna move to a better one. All right, roll plus calculating. Okay. Oh, I should have put a point in calculating. <laughs> Did anybody take any slick or calculating? I got minus one in slick. I'm the calculating yeah, order. I, I, I don't know what I mean. I have two in slick. Okay. Okay. 
good, good to know. Mother trucker, that's another seven. Another seven? That's not so bad, though. You hold your position. You're able to hold your position. You, you go to another position that's pretty similar that you can get a good shot in, but you're not. it's not one that's like going to be so hard for them to maneuver toward that you can hold cannonading for multiple rounds. Pulsar, mm -hmm. what do you do? Uh, until anybody does anything else, Pulsar is just going to keep firing. Okay, is there anybody's... Uh, Zal, I don't think you've got a chance to do something. Any assist yeah, so, that you want to give? So um, Zal is go just going to be like... I think Zal is going to be trying to like keep um keep assisting assisting whoever's gunning keep like um either either like uh figuring out out um uh firing uh calculations so, like they might actually like take a little plug plug it into the side of their head and like and like start like lim limiting like where they're predicting where they're going to go okay all right um roll plus calculating that's, that's bad some calibrations <laughs> You can use that to seven. Hold on, I need to do a Windows update. Reva, what are you saying? Yes. yes. I like the... the That's the a seven. Cool. That's a seven? Okay. Yeah, he's not actually very... For, for a cyborg, he's just not very calculating. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so what are you going to do with the seven? You have one thing that you'll be able to accomplish. Oh, right. The uh, I want to give him want to give him advantage, right? That's how that works? Yes, yeah. You can give him advantage. Um, yeah. Pulsar, go ahead with your shooting. That was with advantage, right? Yes, yes. I wish I could take a picture of the three ones I just <laughs> rolled. Didn't you roll snake eyes oh, no. already? Yeah, he did. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's scary. I want to like... But you know why that is? That's because you gave advantage to the DM. I wonder if I can like... Hang on. That's why. Do you, like, the... do you all remember the... that Ray gave advantage to the DM in the last game? Yeah. You... Yeah. Yes, that's what's yeah. happening. This is karma. Oh my god. Yes, three, oh, three no. ones. It's not. It's not even. It's Cerberus eyes. I don't. It's not even snake eyes because it's three. Oh, um, all right, you 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 shoot and it just goes kind of like off into space, just a little bit over. And it's too bad because their shields are down, um, and now they have a round to maybe get their shields back up, right? Um, I was like, gonna, nice shot, yeah. Pulsar. Yeah. They're gonna get their shot in. Oh, I didn't mean to roll with advantage. Let me just go ahead and. 10. So they're able to hit and they actually decide to double their damage. So the ship gets two damage um, while your shields are down. Um, and two damage means, you know, it's a little bit more serious. Um, it's a little bit more, it's a direct hit. Um, so there's, there's, you know, that dramatic sparks coming out of the consoles and like everyone's going to go to get <laughs> everyone at the same yeah. time. One, okay. two, three. Which way? Whichever way, it's good, it's good. Okay. <laughs> it's like, Ray was like, no, I'm not doing that. Um, so you feel it, um, and right now, um, a roll with a ship system is a disadvantage. Um, yeah. All right, uh, so you, you do get, they do get a hit in, um, and they're gonna also try to pilot closer to you. Um, oh, motherfucker. Yeah, um, so that's a nine. So right now, they are now in engage uh, range with you. Uh, so they could potentially use their missiles on the next round, depending on how you pilot. Right. No. Nope. All right. Um, who's next? What you gonna do? I want the move. Moving. All right. Nope. No engaged. Cancelled. Not happening. No. All right. You're at disadvantage. Go ahead. Oh, at disadvantage. Yes, because yeah. they got a direct hit. <gasps> oh, I I rolled three sixes. Complete oh my opposite. gosh. All right, that's, well, that's great. It, it, it right. is Pulsar's sister, and like, 
<laughs> but but better. Like Pulsar, but, be- but, but Pulsar, but better. And 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 she's doing it in a bathrobe. I just and I'm doing it in a bathrobe. <laughs> yes. All doing right. So you find like such a position that they are not going to be able to approach uh, engage range with you um, for a little bit, and you're probably like shooting. It's the sweet spot. This shot is yeah. going to be so good. All right. Um, anybody going to do anything to help pulse, Pulsar on the shot? Because I feel like Ray might need some help. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think Zal is like as like you know you see the little surge of electricity go up the up the little conduit into the head and like pfft, knocking them out them out and they like like fuck 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 drugs we need damage control. I'm. Is there a way for me to help the ship? Yeah. With yes, the damage you, can, taken? you can do some repair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Zal is like getting up, and I think Zal and Zal and Drux are like, uh, are we like heading back to like put out the fires? Yes. And I'm gonna let you roll either stalwart or uh, calculating. I'm a feeling I know what you're gonna roll um, in order to yeah. do repair because it's doing something under pressure, and you know how to do these repairs. This is not like you have to really think through it. Yeah. You just yeah. Have to, like, um, put out the fire. Ten. Yeah. You got a ten. Okay. Yeah. So you can do two things, no, three things to improve the ship's functioning. Um, okay. I'm definitely want to um, tend to, I'm assuming it's the shields, the shields went down, right? Could yeah. we bring those back up? Uh, you can, can get them back thing? up. You can get back, they're back up. Um, and I guess, I don't know if this counts as two separate things or one thing, but can I just, um, just do repairs on the ship to make it yeah, a can, little can less we... damaged? What can we um, lose the disadvantage is the question. Yes, you you do, you have advantage on the next two rolls. You can do that. Okay. Um, yeah. Also, okay. just just so you know, like your stealth system, which you were going to have disadvantage on using, if you want, you can get it so that you will not have disadvantage on using your stealth system. Okay. Uh, Zal, do you plan on using stealth? Um, just, yeah. Uh, yeah. Zal, like like we don't we don't need this we don't need this fight. We can uh, we can leave him in the dust. Okay. Okay. Then yes, yeah, so, I'm going to do that. So we're going to give Riva and Pulsar one more round, and then Zal, I'm going to give you a roll to do stealth. Yeah, um, Riva, um, you're in, uh, well, Pulsar, actually, you're in sweet spot. Shoot with advantage. Ah, yes. <laughs> By the way. I, w- I will say, I will definitely say that under under his breath, you definitely hear, like, Pulsar, you're not going to get upstaged by these idiots, and you're certainly not going to get upstaged by your sister. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That was better. That's an eight. <laughs> All right. Um, so you're able to get a shot in, um, and you can do one of two things. You can hit an important system, or you can double your damage and not be able to shoot next round. Are we planning on booking it out of here? Yeah, I think. I think yeah, I think that's the plan. Yeah. Double the <laughs> yeah, double the damage and then bolt. All right. Yep. Um, so. You- so you make a shot and the shot is just like, so it's just right in a spot that's a vulnerable spot and you can see it kind of hits the electrical system and just that just, just an electrical system. I don't know, I don't know how they're running the magic fly system. Um, it hits that and you actually see like a pulse of light go over the ship and you can tell that it's a hull breach at this point. Like they are gonna be having to work on repairs for a little while. Um, and Zal, I'm going to have you make a roll that I've never had anybody make before because I've never had anybody have stealth before. So just a moment, let me look it up. Um, all right, roll plus slick for silent yeah. running for to engage yeah. your stealth system. This is always like, let me get the slick to happen. And like, that's a 10. 
That's a 10. Okay. Um, you can either move past hostile scans or searches without detection, get the drop on an unsuspecting enemy or open up an opportunity to escape. I have a feeling I know which one you want. So, so like Zal, Zal, like, I think like you see, you see him like flip the switch and like you, you hear the, the thing shudder and like, then he kind of like, he's still in the bridge, right? He's still, he's still like mm -hmm, playing with the bridge mm -hmm. sensors. And he, he looks, looks over to, to Paul Saul, looks over to Eva, uh, Druxan, I think, is somewhere deep in the ship, like fixing up the ship. It's like, yeah. are we getting out of here, or are we getting, or are we getting even? Uh, getting out of here is my vote. Look, look, looks to, looks to uh, Pulsar. This is not the fight I want. Therefore, out of here it is. And so I, I think, like, I think you know, we're. we're all right, Eva, take us out. All right. You engage the super fast drive that I don't know the name of. Um, the, the, drive. The, drill, drive. The, yeah, the drill system. Impulse yeah. drive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Impulse drive. <laughs> that one. <laughs> and you're able to speed out of the system. And if you had, if you had this the the calm open but you don't um you would see the sarge going Fade! but he's not because you don't have the calm system open. yes like, um, <laughs> all right so we, we the players know and that's what matters that's what matters yeah. um so you are taking your trip toward planet that i have to look at my notes about uh da -da 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 when you organize your uh, notes with active adhd um to alvorix um, in order to return your cube, unless there's somewhere else you want to go, but that's probably where you should go. So right. seems good. Reva's piloting, right? Yeah, I think I want to take this like... opportunity to go and take a shower. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. well, I think she can. While Reva's still in a bathroom. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think Zal would like, you know, um, Zal would like sort of sit down in the in the sort of co-pilot's chair and be like, hey, you know, if you want to, if you want to go, I'll I'll take over this part of the part of the flight. Just, like, oh. kind of look over, like, fantastic, thank you. I'm gonna go get, yeah, I'll be back. Yeah, no, you, and you look, then just shut up, shut up, <laughs> oh, <laughs> just no. like, like okay. just... oh, I love you so much. <laughs> okay, did um, Pulsar hear that? Um. How far away is the gunnery section I, from the bridge? I love there. it. Zal, roll plus plus slick, How but with advantage. Please. I feel like slick is exactly the right word for this. Yeah, this yeah, definitely. Test. Oh, uh, gonna do that. Whoops. Please. Also, I'm gonna roll them like on on a table as opposed to like not on a table. That that's a that's a nine. That's a nine. Okay, yeah, no, Paul, sorry, you don't hear. Damn it. Nope, nope. So fun. Uh, all right. Um, so like... as you engage in your trip and, and it's not an instant thing, it's not like zoop, I got it. And zoop, we're here, right? It's going to take about a week um, in order to get to Elvorix. Um, first of all, let me ask, what do y'all do during this week? So sorry, someone else should go first. Mm, I'm it's probably um, just messing around with my shotgun. Uh, it's heavily customized and modified, so I'm probably like working on that a bit more. There's probably some 
some gunk probably got into it on the junk the oh, jungle yeah. mission so I'm, oh yeah and it does it not smell good and there's some like yeah. dead mosquitoes all mixed into it. it it was not it's not nice yeah i'm definitely doing a deep clean of my body armor yeah yeah there's some like leaves in there you actually find a living centipede Ooh. i want to keep yeah. it Okay. All right. But yeah, I'll you can find like a, a jar with like a centipede and you can put some <laughs> of the leaves in. You're going to have to figure out what to feed it after a while because there ain't centipede yeah. food here. But like, yeah, right now it's crawling around on the little leaves that were stuck in your body armor. All right. What else? Uh, so I think Zal, like, aside from, I think you see Zal like kind of in a, in a, not in a great mood because he's at, he's at two out of three storm. He's, he's got the little orange lines a little bit. He's frustrated by like, you know, the, the, events and so the way he's he's kind of the, the way the way they are trying to like work on this is sitting with the alien artifact they are like um the alien artifact is in this little containment cylinder kind of in the center and they are just like kind of walking around like what are what are you what are you like doing what what is what is this all about i love that question roll plus abyss or alien, sorry. Oh. Roll plus an alien. Gonna, this is gonna, an into the abyss alien. check. Yes. <laughs> like that. That's an. Uh, that's a twelve. That's a twelve. All right. Yeah. On a twelve, um, you can ask the abyss one question, and the abyss will answer. And as you ask the artifact this, you actually feel that sense of expansiveness. It's a strange thing because you feel both pulled into the artifact and also the expansiveness of the space around you, as if you are yeah. occupying both at once. What question yeah, Zoll, do you ask? Yeah, Zol is walking sort of around, like sort of around it, just like kind of hand on the glass, kind of just tracing a line over. And it's like, what, what are you for? Echoes. Echoes. It's like, Zol, they're like, echoes. And it says, and this is not the abyss stares back, so you don't have to answer it, but it says, what are you for? And and well, so Zola's so, so gonna is gonna answer anyway. Uh, for I'm for breaking out of things. And you feel that sense of expansiveness fall back into your chest. You feel that sense of awareness of the cube start to dissolve, um, and you are back to normal. It's like. Yeah, they're, they're just gonna spend a bunch of time sort of in that in that little containment bay, just kind of like brooding about it. Yeah. All right. Um, Riva Pulsar. What do you do? Uh, Pulsar is gonna kind of uh, kill the time as best he can. Um, He's still going to be looking out for bounties and if anything decides to actually pop up at some point. Um, he's probably going to be trying to keep keep uh, aware of what's going on in the system. Um, just anything that comes out on the regular kind of broadcast networks. Um, he's going to go ahead and kind of meticulously go through his weaponry again and again and just as a force of habit. Um and he's going to start trying to discreetly scope out the rest of the crew and seeing whether they're actually going to be reliable enough to depend on or not. All right, I'll let you make that 
you use the term, in fact, a scope it out roll for that. That is a 10. Okay. On a 10, you get to ask three of these questions and we can interpret them in a way that's related to people. Okay. Um, what is your best escape route way in or way past? So I say best way to influence one of these people. Um, what should you be on the lookout for with one of them? What is their true position? And I'm going to say, what is their true opinion about something? Um, who or what here is not what they seem? Who's really in control here? How could I best end this quickly? Um, how could I get away if I needed to, I'll say. And who or what here could be a useful opportunity? Ask three of these questions. I actually think that the last ones were a bit more accurate. So um, who is going to be the best opportunity? All right, for what? Uh, for who is going to be the best opportunity to protect myself if things go awry? You, you confidently think to yourself, Reva. Uh, <clears throat> one of them was, how could I best get out? Yeah, how can I best get away from this group if I need to? Okay. Um, is that multiple people or just one? Just I'll, let you, I'll let you say either the group in general or a specific person. I was going to say, because obviously familial ties. So if we both had to bolt, right. it's going to happen. Okay, um, if they had to bolt from Drukson or Zal, like what would be the weakness that would make it easier for them to get away without you knowing, to sneak away from you? Uh, uh, e easy one is that we, we that we verify the ship. So like, if both Draw and uh, if both Drukson and Zal were both off the ship, then just like gone. <laughs> yeah, you feel pretty confident pretty you much, could fly yeah. at the two of you. Drukson, anything to add? I think it's the same along the same lines, honestly. He's as as uh, annoying as he can be. He does trust the crew a lot. So if if Pulsar told him, "Hey, I need you to, I don't know, get off the ship for whatever reason," Jocks would be like, "Okay, I guess." Okay. Yeah. They trust you, and you're pretty sure that the two of you could pilot away if you needed to. One more question that you can ask. This one is more specific. Having seen the actions in the jungle. What would I need to be worried about when it comes to Druxen? Druxen, I have a feeling I know your answer, but why don't you answer that one? Oh, um, I think he gets into like, excuse my D and D term, but he gets into like a rage sometimes. Mm -hmm. That's it's so, it's a it's a term term before it was yeah, a D and D yeah. term. So yeah, cool. that's true. Yeah, yeah. So it's some so like most of the time he will attack whoever's attacking him and his friends. But if he gets, I guess, pumped with adrenaline enough, he will just attack anything that's around him. It's kind of like the Hulk. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Reva, yeah. what are you going to do with your time? Well, actually, Pulsar, anything that you do in response to receiving this information? Just going to, yeah, try and remain kind of discreet. Uh, definitely kind of keep my eye on uh, Druxen as we're going, just to see if there's any particular outbursts or anything I should be keeping an eye on. Um, otherwise, yeah, it would just be a case of just making sure that everything is still going smoothly. Okay. And if you make a role with respect to understanding Druxen, you will get advantage from having done that. So remember that. Okay. Um, Reva, what do you do during this time? Um, so 
I think two or three things. Um, one, um, I am pissed at uh, me and uh, Pulsar's mentor, and I am looking for where they might be because kind of fucked up my little brother. So now I got to fuck him up back. So Alrighty. that's number one. Alrighty. Uh, number two, indulge in my vice. I have a not so nice habit that involves a drug. So I'm looking kind of for that. And I still have a stash. So I'm probably indulging in that in a little bit and keeping okay. myself. And three, um, probably spending we've worked together for a while now right yes yes you've been on a number of of these trips together you you are a pretty consistent crew at this point yeah so um downtime with the crew decompressing after you know being in the gross jungle hollow cards hollow cards totally (laughs) somebody (laughs) finally teaches uh reva how to play poker (laughs) i still think that would be hilarious i'm just Uh saying (laughs) all right so I'm gonna, you're gonna need to help me remember those three, but the first thing that I, oh, kitty, kitty. The first thing that I want you to do is roll plus stalwart with the drug use. And what is the effect of this drug before you roll? I imagine it's like a sci-fi version of like, not weed, like it's a harder drug, but it's not like meth or heroin. It's nothing crazy like that, mm-hmm. but like, I don't it's know. It's like a benzo. Yeah, yeah. like that okay. middle ground. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Roll plus stalwart. Yeah, that's a seven. It's a seven. Um, you, you're able to keep from the crew, like nobody really notices um, that you have been doing this, except Pulsar. Pulsar, Pulsar gets a sense that that's going on. Um, Which is can, bad because he thinks I've kicked it. All right. Um, roll scope it out. So plus calculating to try to find your mentor. And I assume like you're like, like searching through news articles and databases and like broadcasts. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that was plus calculating. Mm-hmm. Uh, another seven <laughs> different combination. You can ask one question. Okay. <laughs> um, I have my handy dandy. And you can also just ask the question and I'll fit it into one of those. I think it'll fit into one of those categories. Oh, wait, which questions? Uh, the scope it out question. So just ask your question. What do you want to know about the mentor? Um, I want to know, I think the opportunity question might make sense. Is there an opportunity to locate them, get, a, get the jump on them? Okay. You find a report about an important delegation or political meeting on one of the planets closer to the inner part of the solar system where you rarely go. And you see him in the picture. Rat bastard. And what was your third? Uh, my third, uh, downtime with the crew. Downtime mm-hmm. with crew, okay. Um, I want you to roll, I'm looking for just a moment. Um, you can, what do you roll? Roll plus stalwart for a move called lean on me. That's another seven. <laughs> Another seven. Okay. If we had already played and some of them had stress, you would actually be able to remove one stress from somebody. That's one of the only ways that you can do it. All right. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, you can give somebody advantage on their next roll. 
and or you yeah you can give someone advantage to the next roll or remove the need to do a stalwart roll to one member um, of the crew it would stalwart be used for like keep it cool keep yes. it cool mm -hmm. i want to give it that to uh Druxan. okay all right cool so right. that they don't go hulk and you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah so like so just the time that reva spends with you like your level of like anger is usually like up here and just from that comfort and the distraction of hollow cards um you're down about here still higher probably, than like, let me person. win a few times but i just didn't realize <laughs> i'm like well i'm just great at this game yeah you're feeling pretty good feeling pretty good about it um yeah so, i'm also like well after I'm, I'm assuming I lose, I'm not very, I'm not a gambler. I don't play cards. I don't count cards. Not my thing. Um, so after I'm out of the game, I go and get everybody drinks and say, "To a job well done. Keep doing that and knock back a shot." Awesome. Good job well done. Well. Alright. Well done. Like, and then just like, just like the whole thing, just like. I don't, I don't has, think I Riva has her mask down during downtime. You've seen her face a couple times, but she's comfortable. She's a little roasty toasty. Pupils are a little dilated. That's a little I weird. Eh, it's like, fine. I don't I don't understand this material. What why is this? Poisons the brain. Makes you forget it's good. Pulsar it kind of looks to Zah. Pulsar looks to Zal and just goes, Good. Neither do I. And just pours it into his cup. I just yeah, need I to pause and tell Adam in chat that it's space narc. Okay? Like, you're worried about space narcs. <laughs> anyway, sorry, go on. Like, I don't think I process it the same way you do. That's fine, I'll take it. I'm just going to take out his hand and, and like, down it. Like, right. yeah. All right, do, do you drink it, Zal? Yeah, no, I, I drink it. It's just like, I just don't th I'm not sure it actually has anything. I don't think it does anything. Just like, it just is just a liquid it doesn't liquid. like your body has like an implant that does a good job of processing poison out of your body so it doesn't it doesn't affect it doesn't really get to your bloodstream that way um, slightly higher slightly higher than average than average energy concentration but a little else yeah all right so i'm going to pause because it's a little bit after five so i'm going to review some of the stuff that we're doing for this fundraiser right so we are raising money to get protective equipment to healthcare workers across the United States and across the world. Um, and here are some of the, the goodies. Uh, I know that Ray is gonna run two drawings for some impulse drive related goodies, um, including uh, a card supplement and the hardcover book um, for anyone who donates during the stream. Um, at the end, um, I'm gonna be doing um, a drawing for a t-shirt um, that has the awesome logo that Cole did for our uh, for our stream and you can either get like a women's style or a men's style um uh, so that's for anyone who donates during the stream um i think i had messed up and said if we get to 600 instead of saying if we get to 700 at the beginning but let's just try to get to 700 um and we'll all tell our most embarrassing story if we have time or else one of us will and i'm going to wear my wedding dress when i run my one shot on monday so if you want to see me in my wedding dress when we run the one shot, and I guess if we get to 700, since I messed up and said six, I'll do like a hula dance or something like that. So you can see me do a hula dance in my wedding dress when I run my one shot on Monday. Let's see if we can get up to 700 and, and help these healthcare workers, all right? Um, awesome. So over the time that you're traveling, uh, you have some weird dreams. Um, and the dreams always start out with an image of that cube. Um, 
And uh, you, the cube is like a puzzle, right? You can move pieces of it around. It's like a Rubik's cube, except it's more about shapes and fitting together into what a cube shape is supposed to look like. And um, there's some missing pieces. There's some holes in that cube, um, as if like something had been taken out at some point. You have an image in your mind in this at the beginning of your dream. Um, and then you have a dream about a person. And I want everyone to roll a d6, please. A two. Okay. One. <laughs> on an odd number, you have a dream about somebody you hate. On an even number, you have a dream about someone you love. Or oh, it's loved. okay. They're the same person. It's all good. All right. What are your dreams? Oh, um, I probably dream about my mum. Um, yeah, I haven't seen her since I left planet. So I have no idea if she's okay or not. But yeah, I guess that's, I'll probably be dreaming about her, probably like her, her cooking in the morning, her breakfast and stuff like that. How like, I'll probably, so the uh, planet's been boring for a long time, but the battle's probably only recently reached my, like my part of the um, world. So it was back before the war when it was like pretty peaceful. Um, yeah. And then it's probably, it was probably on the day that I first saw, um, like the army's army approaching our town. So right at the end of the dream, you see the army approaching and that Id idyllic feeling starts to fade and you wake up. All right. Zell, what are your dreams? So let's see. Zal, Zal dreams about someone that looks a lot like Zal. The, uh, so, and this person, like, you know, has this sort of sort of long long hair, the the you know, uh, sort of spiritual pale skin, uh, not but not blue, just like a like a normal you know sort of Caucasian person. Um, they are, uh, and they uh, are running from a council strike force, okay, a council uh, abduction squad, and they get taken by by the council. And they get turned into Zal. Any particular person in that squad, or just the whole squad? Uh, no, it's it's, it's not the squad. It's not the squad. It's, it's the you. it's the person. I gotcha. The the person that was the raw materials for Zal. Gotcha. Okay, past Zal. Did past Zal have the name Zal? No, did okay. something totally different. Okay. And I'm not 100 100% sure Zal even knows yeah. what it was. What they were just was. raw materials. Yeah. The raw I love that. The raw materials for them. Okay. Reva, uh, what do you dream? Odd number is someone you hate. Mhm. Mm we all do all odd numbers except for drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh except we're all about the angst now. <laughs> probably uh <clears throat> our mentor yeah what do you dream i think i'm taken back to training days um very harsh man very cruel um ray if you want to jump in here no no um, no, no, no. <laughs> you do this is your dream so this is how you perceive him ray okay. can disagree okay cool 
I don't know if I'm freaking out. Okay. Um, and it's only canon if we want it to be. It's all good. Don't worry. Do oh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, very harsh, man. Uh, I was uh, young when I was training with him and just, I remember hiding from him. I remember um, trying to sneak away once. Um, and I think the first part of that dream is all those fears, all that uncertainty, and it fades into anger. You wake up and you have like a, a little bit of time when you're just angry at everything. Um, and you make sure to stay away from Jerkson at that point um, because you know you just escalated. Um, anything else you do when you wake up? Me? Yeah. Uh, punch a wall mm-hmm. and take a really, really hot shower. Okay. Pulsar, what's your dream? I'm going to throw a huge ass plot twist in. That's my dream. <laughs> um, I also dream of our mentor. But I dream of him a little bit later. And I dream of him when we've argued and fought over his treatment of Riva and myself. And <clears throat> I dream just kind of like this uh, montage of just arguments and fights and other such nonsense. And then it finally gets to a point where I am speaking to him and he goes ahead and shows me into uh, one of his training rooms. He shows me a mask. He shows me a pistol. He plants a kiss on my forehead and then walks away as the mask is still in my hand. Muted. You're you're muted. I see that you have three out of three storm and I don't, I haven't had a Tempest before. Is that something that you need to role play? Uh, What that is, is that if they get any more storm, they're going to let... The telekinetic power is going to do something. Gotcha. Do do something destructive. Okay. So it's not and and the way I've sort of established it, they are now not kind of incandescent. There's there's red lines. You can kind of see the red lines down their spine. Mm-hmm. And they are charged. All right. I, so everybody kind of knows that they're a little bit on the verge. Yeah, if you've spent a, a lot of time on Zol, you know that they like that. That's a sign of the of their powers being used, or be or being ready to be used. And like, I don't know why you all were, y'all were worried about Drixen in here. <laughs> you got some other problems. You have other problems. All right. Do you have a way to defuse? Just like let uh, it. Oh. We no. throw you in the airlock and let you just <laughs> breathe it out. Let out. Has to, has to be, that that probably wouldn't help. It has to be something destructive on like something it cares about. It, it's a purely an emotional thing. Yeah. Mindfulness, <laughs> not going to do it. Meditation. Yeah. So like, so like, like Zol is like you. I think you do see like kind of over the over the as the as it gets worse over the course of these dreams. I think you do see Zol like kind of kind of trying to sort of meditate or trying to like to like pace around and just. And just like kind of, you kind of see them like practicing, like lift, practicing control. Like you see them lift uh, uh, crates in the cargo bay and then put them down. 
and lift and put them down. But like it's not it's not discharging anything. Yeah. Hey. Not yet. Hey, come here. Yeah. So like talking to Zal. Yes, yeah, so it's all it's all just like oh. Yes. Come on. Follow me. Um I wanna head down into the cargo bay. Mm-hmm. Um I'm kind of picturing it as this kind of like open um open space, probably has a vehicle if there's any like sort of on planet uh transportation we mm-hmm. need to do. Yeah. Um probably empty crates from supplies um that we've used up. Also, hopefully full ones with food in them or else you're kind of... Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm saying there might be like one yeah. or two. Yeah, there's some empty crates for sure. Yeah. Okay. Would, uh, I'm going to pick up something smaller. I'm going to hold it up. And I'm just going to chuck it at the wall and let it break. Would that help? So, Pointing to the crates. Yeah. So... Um, I think like so. I think Zal Zal just kind of kind of looks in. It's like it's just a crate. Throwing it against the wall won't help. It's like this is fine. This is. I'm just ready. I'm just re- eager to get on to the next thing. We have a we have an artifact. We need to unload it, and then proceed to the next to the next objective. We're almost there now. Yes. What about sparring? Does sparring help? Uh, so I, I think I think Zal like th- the answer is no, but I think Zal wants to spar anyway. So so the answer is so it's like okay. All right. All right. So Take a swing. Hand, hands up. Yeah, <laughs> and then like so, Zal is going to to you know block come back and then when they come back with a with a punch it's it's not like it's going to be it's not just a punch and someone is frightened or cowed i'm just gonna spend my storm here to just like fling like fling reva like right across the cargo bay all right yeah, Riva, you fly across the cargo bay you hit the back of the wall and you have this sense of like realization of the force that Zal contains and it makes you shake and shiver down to your bones. Now Zal, having discharged that and feeling what you feel for Riva, what is that like for you? Yeah, Zal's like, what the fuck did I just do? And like, he's immediately rushing over to Riva like, like, I'm sorry. I am. And like, you can see that the the power level is sort of, is sort of, you know, pulling back though. Their energy, energy level is, is, um, they're like, I didn't, I didn't mean to, to reduce at least so much. Are you okay? Can you? Yeah. Can you, you know, sparring supposed to be, you know, a little bit of hand to hand. That wasn't really a. I, I did not mean. And like the 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 sort of. They're sort of like back a little bit away from me, but like the like the kind of looking at their hand, like the afraid of, of doing more than, than they meant to do, like even trying to help Riva up. I'm sorry. And like, and like, they like immediately disappear. Like they run off? Yeah, like immediately disappear. Yeah. Like, and, and I think you would, you would see even back in the, 
back in their quarters, like the, the power level going right back up because they, they managed to make themselves scared and disappointed again. Yeah. It discharged for a moment and then the shame came yeah. and the fear. So like, eh, this is fine. I'm, I'm sure as long as nothing, as long as nothing sets off Zal in the next little while. Yeah. Nothing interesting is going to happen. It's going to be totally fine. It'll be fine. Um, so, uh, Riva tries to tell them they're okay. They run off. Um, I act like nothing is wrong. I'm trying to maintain composure. Is that a stalwart role? Um, let's see what you're trying to do. Let's see. Oh, I was well, waiting to hear the rest. Um, I basically just want to hold it together until I can lock myself in my room and like calm myself down. Yeah, I don't think you need to roll for that. Okay. Okay. Good stuff. You finally arrive at the planet on the notes that I never keep in front of me, even though I ought to, and that I never remember the name of. Like, oh, I should just say like a different name every time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a constantly it's, changing planet. It's the nameless planet, <laughs> um, Elvorix. Um, and um, the bunker that you're supposed to go to, um, the Archaeoid bunker, um, is up very far north. Um, I have no idea if north on all planets is really cold. But north on this planet is really cold. <laughs> yeah. um, so you arrive north. Um, okay. Um, you arrive at the north, and it, it is it just, it's, it's the Antarctic. Um, it's quite cold. Um, to transition from your ship, which you can land, your ship is a small, scrappy ship, you can land it on ground, um, into the bunker. Um, which is in the middle of a wasteland. There is nothing else around here. It's just like an elevated sort of hut with a door and then stairs going down into where the bunker is underneath. Um, it's almost like doing a spacewalk, like how much you need to put on in order to be able to get in there. Um, yeah. And you leave your ship and, and you're freezing and you hear the wind blowing um, and you all have like helmets on so you don't feel the wind on your face, but you can almost feel it just imagining it because you can hear the wind and through your suit, you can just feel the cold and you hear the crunching of the snow um, and your boots are half buried in it. And you get to the door um, and generally speaking, what you do uh, when you approach a place like this is you press a button to get, it's like an intercom at an apartment, right? You, if that happens everywhere else, it happens in LA. Um, yeah. You press the button um, and you're able to tell them who you are so that they can unlock the door. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. So like just jam, jam the button. All right. This is contractors from the Fed. Let us in here. Nothing. Okay. Hey, we got we got your artifact. Can you open up? It's wow. fucking cold out here. Nothing. Do you think Sergeant uh, Sergeant Asshole Face would yeah. have tried to beat us here? Yeah. I don't even know um, who knows about this. So like, is that really the best you can do? So so like this is this is the point where where um uh, where it's all just like punches the button again and this time he's going to spend a storm to make some to, to break something he's going to break the door all right um i think that's a roll plus stalwart uh i'm just i'm just spending i'm just spending like um... oh you're just spending storm yeah I'm okay, spending okay. Storm. okay all right um and i don't think there's even a role for that yeah yeah just just spend a roll on sorry i haven't done is... tempest before yeah something is broken beyond repair okay um so I am going to have you roll just for one reason, um, because I okay. want to see how many effects there are, but the door will be broken. So go okay. ahead and make a roll and tell me what okay. you get. 
Well, well, a 2d6. Yeah. And I've got, that's a nine. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a nine. So that's a success. You're able to break and bend the door enough that enough of a space opens up that you can all walk through. Yeah. So like, Zal like, Zal actually does feel better now. That was, that's what he, what he needed. Yeah. Yeah. That felt that's really what they good. Needed. Yeah. That's, what you, they, that's just what they needed. Yeah. You all see that. Like you can see like that charge sort of discharge and like, yeah, that felt good. Right. Yeah. So Zal's just like walking through like, like just, you know, determined now. Is someone carrying the artifact? Or did you leave it uh, on the ship? Because yeah, no, I'll work I, with that I, if you did. Yeah. I, I, was, I feel like I would be carrying it in one hand and then in the other. Every time the Zol does this, Pulsar's hand just kind of instinctively and then backs yeah. away. Back down. Um, roll plus alien, Pulsar. Oh, oh. oh no. Oh no. It's okay. Oh wait, no, I think I have a negative modifier. It's still a good roll though. It's still a good roll though. Uh, eight. Eight, okay. As you're carrying the artifact, let me, let me pull it into the abyss. As you're carrying the artifact, like at first it just felt normal, but like over a little bit of time, and especially while you're waiting outside of that damn door, waiting for somebody to respond, it, there's kind of like this expanding and contracting, expanding and contracting feel that you have. It's very, very strange, almost as if you're getting pulled away and pulled in at the same time. And, and you're able to sort of hold it together. You're sort of like, wow, this is going to look really weird if I lose it in front of everybody. Um, you're able to hold it together until eventually, like pretty much right as you're distracted by Zal opening that door and reaching for your weapon, um, you get pulled into and pulled out of where you are. Um, and you get pulled into the awareness of the abyss and the foreignness of this cube, the ancientness, the infinity of time between you and the makers of this cube. You can ask the abyss one question. Do you know who next takes this pistol? The last person that you want. And the abyss asks a question of you. What faint hope do you cling to? that I didn't kill him for nothing. So you're a little distracted as you enter this bunker, um, but you're in like a small little opening, a small little hallway or entryway. Um, there are lit panels along the walls. Um, it's curved, it almost looks cave-like, but it's it's created, human created. And little panels on the walls that, that go with the concavity of the curve, but um, lighted in a bright white light. And you walk downstairs um, and you have all probably been here before because you've been as a crew before, you've worked for the Archaeoi before. You know that you'll go into like a front little, almost like guard or reception area. It's got guard slash reception. It's not like a nice person sitting with a telephone writing notes. It's like someone with a weapon, um, but they're usually not like they're killing anyone who enters. Um, and there is a door usually on the le left as I point to my right. <laughs> <laughs> usually on one side, I'm just gonna say one side, um, which is where um, the person who runs this particular outpost is and who you usually talk to. Um, and that is Dr. Aventaris. Um, so usually one or all of you will go into his study um, and give your artifact. And on the other side is a door that is usually heavy, heavily guarded and locked, uh, which is the, the, the door to the storeroom uh, where they keep their artifacts. You've never been there before or even seen the door open. When you enter this room, it's empty and both doors are closed. 
Yeah. Did we so. show up after opening hours? What's going on? It's like. So Zal is just like, oh great, another thing. Is All there right. um, the computers anything we like yeah. uh, any way to check the security cameras? Um, yeah, you can try make a roll plus calculating. And if do you have any special ability in terms of hacking? I don't think you do. Do you as a hound? No, yeah. No, so roll no. plus calculating. Unless someone else wants to do that, who's not me. Nope. <laughs> no, okay. It is the best me. calculator. I mean, <laughs> if you're going to ask Pulsar, Pulsar will do it. <laughs> okay, yes. Okay, okay. Uh, that's a nine. That's, that's a nine. nine. Okay. Is Pulsar like calculating? Just. Yeah. Okay. Very good at that. Should, yes. Should All right. know that for sure. <laughs> What's I'm pretending to be good at it? Yes. No, you're really surprised. And actually, the rest of you are kind of like, at first, when she was starting, we're like, mm, okay. And then you did it. Um, and what specific effect were you hoping for? Uh, I want to check um, the security cameras and see yeah. uh, the last, I don't know, the last day. Okay. Um, there is, in fact, like one of the desks at the front has like a, um, like a curved panel of flat cameras. Um, and I don't know, just cause it's fun little buttons that you press to turn it on. They're all different colors. It's cool. Um, <laughs> and you're able to press all of them and you see no one. You can see yeah. the end of Dr. Aventaris's, the inside of Dr. Aventaris's office, which you've been to before. It's got books ringing three sides of it, a nice mahogany desk, which is a very, very rare thing in this oh, world. Oh, I wanted there's to. Some, there's some uh, glass objects. Um, there are some things on the desk. You also see the supply, the storeroom, uh, which think Indiana Jones, y'all, like massive warehouse yeah. full of boxes. Um, but most of them are stasis boxes, which means um, an energy field is used to balance an object in the middle. So you can actually see that there are a lot of objects, but it's such a small, like it's not a great camera, so you don't really yeah. see much. You can see outside the entrance, you can actually see your ship, kind of a little piece of it in that camera um, view, and just different angles on all of these areas. Is there any way to rewind them? Yes, and you can rewind them a whole day and it's empty. Keep going? Empty. Yeah. Going? I, you only, they only keep it recorded for for 48 hours. Um, that's yeah. what I was waiting for, yeah. Yeah, so Zal, I mean, Zal, like, Zal has the, uh, we're, we're out of our like heavy furs now, right? It's, is it mm -hmm. warmer in here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, I, I meant to say that, yeah, there's temperature control in here that's still on. So yeah, you're yeah. you're out of that. Yeah, so Zal's got the the space furs. <laughs> yeah, our space our space furs. Uh -huh. Like it's 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 like space space walruses. Yeah, and, and space seal skin. <laughs> there you go. Looking, looking at Absolutely. the uh, rooms again, does it look like there was a struggle, or is everything like left in place? Um, you no, know, it just looks everything was left in place. The only uh, make a scope it out roll, make a roll plus calculating. Yeah, uh, and it looks like um, just you know, Feather Fall is going to give ten dollars for all of the subs that we've received today. We got a couple of subs during the during the course. So yeah, thank you, Feather Fall. Thank, thank you, Bob. You're awesome. Hearts. Thank you, Bob. Yay! So roll your scope it up. Got seven. Seven. Oh, seven. I'm sorry. I thought you were just like happy, and that was like <laughs> a yay. That was like what I was getting from that. Okay, you got a seven, so you can ask one question. 
Um, do you want me to read the list or just ask the question and I'll tell you where it fits on the list? Um, yeah, I guess does uh, any sign of a struggle? Um, all you see, I'll let you do like who or, who or what here is not what they seem. So what here is not what it seems because everything yeah, yeah, yeah. looks peaceful. Um, the only thing that you see that is sort of out of place or strange, um, there's like a very partially smoked cigar um, in an ashtray on the doctor's desk. And y'all happen to know that he friggin' loves his cigars. Um, so it's odd that he would leave one still smoking. Um, and like a mug with half a cup of, uh, like half filled with space coffee. Um, probably found familiar space coffee <laughs> on his desk. Um, and he's a, he's a clean person that it's, that's odd. That's the only thing that you see that stands out. Yeah, I think, I think like, um, Zal, Zal is kind of looking over, looking over Riva's shoulder. He's like, this does not make any sense. It does not. Right. You can just search. All right. Either way, we need to get, we need to get paid. You can just search the, search the facility, get our payment, see what happened to, to Dr. Avantaris, and get out of here as quickly as possible. Um, I just want to point out that your your pay is probably getting docked for smashing that door open. Uh, so I think we should all make an agreement that it's not coming out of our pay and just Zoll's, right? Are we are we agreeing on that? It's like I don't exactly get either way. Yeah, uh, so like Zoll is just like whatever, and just like is very it's like rapidly like like uh, heading towards uh, uh, Inventaris's office. Uh, before I follow, uh, one more thing I want to look at is the outside. Um, are there? No, it's windy, so the snow's all blown, so yeah. there wouldn't be any tracks. Yep. Damn it. Yep. It says someone who clearly lives where it snows. <laughs> yes. Okay, I follow. All right. So you are heading to the door of Doctor Aventaris's office. Yeah. Okay. It's shut. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm 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 gonna open it. This, this. Now this is like think space doors, right? That slide yeah. closed and go, yeah, or whatever slide. they do. And yeah. yeah. Um. So it's it's pretty locked. Um. But I'll let you make a roll plus stalwart. In uh, yeah. So uh, uh, I think Zal would like consider like consider like just punching through it, but then like maybe, maybe not. Jackson. Uh, yeah. On three. Let's go. And we try it with both. Try okay. On three. Yeah. So whichever one wants to roll, you can roll plus stalwart uh, with advantage. Um, I've got a plus two in stalwart. So I guess I would do that. I'm so just letting this over the table talk. I'm just assuming it's because you've worked together. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. Like we're, we're translating it into we number would, terms. Yeah, but we would, yeah, you, we you happen to know that Drixon is pretty freaking yeah. strong. Drixon is strong. Yeah. Okay. So not only can you open the door, but you can do a couple of other things if you wish. You can open the door and make sure that it's not broken. You can open the door and make sure that it stays open and you can close it when you want. You can open the door silently. Um, I want to open the door and make sure it's not broken. And then turn to zone like, see? Easy. It's like, yeah, and so, so I was like, whatever. Sure, <laughs> fine. Like, Sure. And, and I'm, I'm going to go in. I want to go in ahead of Zol. I want to make a point to go in ahead of Zol. 
yeah, <laughs> Bob's been head going head first. I'm, I'm just like, hey, I'm, I can actually take a bit, quite decent hits. Let me go first and scope yeah. the place up. Yeah, and so like, I, I hit him. Right. Can the mic storm? Just you know, FYI. I trail <laughs> yes. Pretty fair. Yeah. I trail behind um, everyone, and I have my pistol out, and I'm checking, watching. I'm in the doorway. I don't go completely in. Pulsa? I am behind enough to see everything going on and just making sure that nothing, no funny business is happening. Okay. You go in and you were in the office previously described. Bookshelves on three walls, a mahogany desk, a cigar, a cigar that's only partially smoked, a gross looking coffee cup uh, with coffee that was probably once delicious um, and some papers on the desk. Oh, I'm gonna touch the coffee cup. How is it cold? How cold yep, is it? It's cold. Um, I mean, it's okay. it's room temperature. Room temperature. Okay. Hmm. There's literally no one. No one here. There's no one in this room. Yeah, and what? you didn't see anyone on the cameras. Yeah. It, so it's I think definitely not Captain Narsal. He's. I feel like he's a lot messier with his um, stuff he does. I mean, he lost an eye. I'm pretty. I'm, if I remember right, it wasn't. It wasn't a great way to lose an eye either. Yeah. So, no. I think, I think Zal is like looking around and wondering what's really going on here, and has like opening themselves up to some some other possibilities. Uh, opening up. I think they're opening themselves to the abyss. If we can. All right. So roll for into the abyss. I would. I would like to see how that abyss goes, and that's an eight. It's an eight. Okay, so you can ask one question. Where did everyone go? You have an image of an artifact um, that looks very similar to your cube, only it's not missing any pieces. Oh, okay. Interesting. And the abyss asks back to you. for what does you, do you crave forgiveness and from whom? Uh, existing and whatever her name was. Whatever her name was. Whatever her name was that what? That became Zal. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> okay. That's fine. There's no emotion here. Um, emotion? What's that? And, and as you kind of open yourself up to that, um, you also notice on the desk that there are sketches of various artifacts and that the cube is one of the ones with the sketch, the puzzle cube. Yeah. Um, hmm. Is there, the question is then, are there, are there any other pieces? Did the, did the axios, is that, is that what you call them? Axioi, yeah. Axioid. Oh, archaeoid, sorry. Archaeoid. Did the archaeoid have the other pieces or did they have another one that, that had all the pieces? That's the I, th- I think that's I think that's what I think I think that's what Zal would say say is like we need to find we need to find another device like this or the pieces for it. We well, see we need to see what they had. Pulsar. What does that have to do with this? You really think that's such a good idea? And it's like, no. But where are they? And I guess, Pulsar, you can find them. 
together, we probably could. It's just a moment of silence as he just kind of flicks back in his mind the experience he had with the artifact already. It's just kind of getting a little bit lost in himself as he's trying to figure out whether this is actually the best idea. Yeah, hey, so like, you okay? I do not think that messing with powers this strange is a good idea. I didn't say it was a good idea. I said we we're going to do it. I like that line. <laughs> I mean, we went all that way. We went through the jungle. Okay, we need to get paid. At the very least, we've got a lot of people on our back for this money. If you wish to die, that is your prerogative. We either die here or die by the hand of the people we owe the money to. They will yeah. try. So I think. So uh, are we? Are we gonna? Are we gonna go do uh, search for this or not? Because I think one way or another, is also gonna go do it. But are the puzzles gonna help or not? I'm up. I'm up for some some more danger. I guess we haven't done anything for like a week. It's not too much so, so like I think I think Zal would quickly sketch out like on on one of these these pieces of paper, uh, that, that uh Doctor uh, Aventaris has like mm-hmm. the the artifact and like draw working working for pieces that look like they fit here and I like, kind of draw from from the vision from the what what those pieces look like. Okay, I think so you're pretty able to do. You don't have to roll for that. You can do that. Yeah, it's like we're gonna yeah. we're gonna we're gonna look for looking for this, this, and this. Uh, said there's a room full of artifacts, right? Yes, a large warehouse full of artifacts. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna head, start heading over there. Okay. All right. Yes, um, all. I'm not gonna make you roll to open the door because you did such a good job on the other one. You kind of <laughs> you kind of got the trick. Like, yeah. that was a 12. You kind of like, you got the knack now. Um, yeah. So you're able to get that door open. And it's like a, a gust of, of cool air hits your faces. Um, it's not freezing. It's not like outside. Like there's still like temperature control, but they haven't done a really, like it's such a big space that the heat doesn't really get everywhere. It's probably if yeah. you climbed up to the top of one of these shelves, it'd be nice and warm. Uh, but down at the bottom, it's not so great. Um, and again, you see all sorts of shapes. And now that you're closer... I mean, and these are hundreds and hundreds of artifacts. It's shocking that there are this many gathered in one place, or even that this many exist. Um, the arche- yeah. the Archaeo has been far more active than you thought that they were. Um, yeah, they, they don't show, show the back room to the contractors. Right, no. There are artifacts of glass. There are artifacts of metal. There are artifacts that appear to be of wood. There are artifacts of material that you can't even describe what it is. Um, they're all different shapes, all different sizes. Some are as big. One looks like it might be almost like a suit of armor. Um, and, you know, there are a few that are even just like a collection of small pebbles. Um, up and down, like, I suck with distances, y'all, but warehouse height. Um, up. Yeah. And warehouse, it's like being in a Costco, only for alien <laughs> shit. It's alien, it's space <laughs> Costco. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Then you okay. walk into space Costco. Um, and what do you do? There's also like a little, like it's a stale air space. Not that necessarily no one's ever opened this door, but that it just, there's just so much air in here that it doesn't circulate. 
yeah, so we're looking for <laughs> looking for some artifacts. Yeah, All right. I've got my shotgun out for sure, though. All right. Yeah. Um, around. Let's get a. Um, I'll say roll plus calculating um, to try yeah. to figure out if there's any sort of organizational system in here. Can then all of us roll? Uh, yeah. Because I got a nine. That's a six. Is there? Cole's brain went in a weird direction. Is there anything no. about these artifacts? Are there souls trapped inside? That would be uh, that would be an into the abyss roll. <laughs> I oh. love to roll that. I need to do the organization thing. Uh, also, I got eleven plus two, so thirteen. For which? For the calculating. For calculating. Okay, um, so scope it out questions. And again, we can adjust these for the situation. So uh, Druxan, you get one. Uh, Pulsar, you get three. You, you don't know what the other one is getting. So if you have to yeah. overlap, right? Um, where's my best escape route, way in or way past? What should I be on the lookout for? What's my enemy's true position? Although you can think of true position as something else. Um, who or what here is not what they seem? Who's really in control here? How could I best end this? And who or what here would be a useful opportunity? I think I would um, ask, what do I need to look out for? Looking at this warehouse, um, you get a sense of like, a lot of these things have been here for a long time. Um, and some aisleways just look untouched. And, so, and there's like a little bit of dust settled on them. And some of them you see more like walking back and forth that people have been actively putting things in them. So human movement or sentient movement. Okay. Polisar, what do you ask? Uh, just to clarify, sorry, you said I get three? Yes, three questions. Um, Polisar will ask, uh, what do I do to end this? Uh, in uh, response to this general kind of lockdown mm -hmm. or what appears to be kind of a strange event, what can I do to stop what's going on right now? Okay. Um, because it's a scope it out question and it's more like strategic location stuff, do you want to adjust? Because that would be an uh, into the abyss role, which you can do. Um, but I'd, I'd make you do another role if you want to okay. ask those questions. I'm not very good at that. So maybe not. <laughs> okay. So this is more about like trying to figure out like the, the, the like it would be something like a survival check or an intelligence check if we were doing D&D, right? Okay, uh, I shall readjust that question then. Um, what do I need to look out for in terms of what information am I looking at? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. probably, actually gonna be helpful. Yeah, probably something that's been recently moved. Okay. Um, also, I was also going to ask, what do I need to look out for? Uh, more specifically in terms of um, uh, a possible threat rather than... Okay. If it's true that this artifact that was sketched onto the the paper on the table of the doctor worked, which is news. You have no idea if any of these other ones have been turned on or how they might work. Okay. Um, 
I don't know what to use for my final question. Does someone want to maybe pitch in a little bit? Because um, I'm like, ooh. What here is not what it seems. It seems like a like a real good one here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. true, actually. Right. Uh, yeah, what here uh, doesn't see what it seems. Uh, well, also, thanks for the five gifted subs. That's an extra oh, tw- yay, 1250. Thank you. Thank oh my you. gosh, yay. Awesome. Um, so what you're, what you notice, oh, that's awesome. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, yay, hearts. Hearts, yay. Um, yay. Um, I chose that 700 goal. Yeah. What does not, um, uh, like, what's sticking out to you is you just sort of kind of quietly, like, search and listen and smell is that overall air of stillness in a warehouse you know that that just sort of feel of emptiness it's not there there's it's there's something disturbing that stillness something moving and it's just like a prickle on the back of your neck that there's just something moving here yeah i and i think i think zal will be opening opening the brain here so to speak Okay, I got it into, uh, into the abyss. Okay, you go ahead and make a roll. Also, Zal, and what was Riva's into the abyss roll? Nine. Okay, so you can ask one question. Um, I love all the into the abyss rolls. They're my favorite. Um, is as I'm yes, walking yeah. through the um, the artifacts, do any. Just because we can't see anyone, is there someone here? What's here? There's someone here. And and you also have a sense of, there is an echo. For what does your darkest heart desire? And actually, I'll just revise that. What does your heart desire? You don't have to judge whether it's dark or not. Freedom. Freedom. So, uh, Zal, what was your role? You said a seven, uh, yeah? Seven, yes. So you can ask a question too. So I would, I want to know um, where, like, where here does the echo come from? Where does the echo come from? Yeah. Where hue does the is the echo? You also get a vision of a cube, but yeah. it's it's like not stable in location. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So so I think Zal will be like they're they're just trying to find this thing so they can like either either pull it apart or find the pieces that they're looking for. Yes. Um. But they just let let me know. Whenever, like, you think you think that, like, frustration has sort of mounted to the point where something. I mean, might I happen. think you're you're doing a really good job of self monitoring. Okay. <laughs> so I have no problem with you making that judgment. Okay, because yeah. we're not we're not too long from something happening. Okay. All right. I will. I'm gonna keep that in mind. Um, boy, oh boy, am I gonna keep that in mind. Um, <coughs> all right. What do you do next? Uh. So I think. Like we can pick one of the the sort of stable locations. Just like it's all just gonna like start jumping over and through the through these boxes, like looking for, for what they're what they're looking for. Okay. Like like just moving fast. Like no, no, no. Is this it? 
like mm-hmm. look, at, look at all these little artifacts and like you know seeing them and like they're, they're amazing but it's not what they're looking for so they move on to the next one they're, they're, they're like really going and as you here. as you move high speed you see movement yeah. out of the corner of your eye yeah just like who's there you turn yeah. a corner. Hold on. Yeah. You turn a corner, Zal, and Zal is now out of your sight, y'all. Yeah. Zal, y'all, um, is now out of your sight. You turn a corner and you see a a, a woman. Roll into the abyss. Get a, get a when you see this woman, there is just this immense sense of energy building up in your heart. Okay. Uh, definitely storm. Um, yeah. Oh boy, and you, be fun. As you see that, what terrifies you to the core? They shouldn't. If they exist, Zal cannot. But this is them. This is them. They exist. Zal cannot. And so this is the point where we vent all storm. All right. So Zal, you are looking at, you feel a sense of certainty that this was you. Or no, this, the, this material, the material this was that was you. The material that was you is standing in front of you. And if and if they exist, Zal can't, so yeah. What do you do? Uh, so picking do, doing those. Uh, starting starting with breaking things, mm-hmm. starting with frightening things. And I don't know if someone is injured, but you know, let's go with the first three. Okay, so why don't you describe describe it? Describe it. So like Zal just like grab like grabs a a piece of like this big stasis grade and just flings it through where this person is, um, and then the artifact the artifact shatters and and explodes uh, as it hits the other the other stasis chamber and like the the fields and all the artifact just like scatters and 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 you know splits across the floor. Uh, Zal like. Falls the other one, another another crate, and like the the shelves are starting to like fall apart because he's he's not like trying to be safe about it. They're just starting to fall, and you see this this av- avalanche of stasis crates. So just a chain of and, explosions. Yeah, just like a chain of explosions. Um, you can tell me. I don't know who's injured, who's injured or or, or scarred here. You Is it you me? ran you ran far away. Um, so this is happening. And how about you roll plus slick to see if you get hit. Let's let's see how slick slick we're doing here because I feeling like we're not doing slick. No, this is this is nine. This is nine. Nine. Okay, you're actually able to dodge out of the way. Like your adrenaline is so high that your alertness is like yeah. hyper aware. Um, but this material, this raw material that you know went into the body that is yours, as far as you can tell, is buried in these boxes and potentially incinerated by the explosions. And yeah. at your feet is is something that maybe it's a broken piece of an object but there's yeah. something at your feet yeah so like so like you know zal's you know sort of vented a ton of energy here and it's just like just like and they look down and, and what do they see it's a piece of that cube yeah it's a piece of that piece of like he's gonna pick it up and like I don't, I don't know. I think, I think like they're gonna. I think they're just gonna like. I think they're just gonna like crush it if they can. I think they're just gonna like destroy it if they can. Like they're they're just so angry right now. Like, you know, doesn't doesn't budge. And actually, 
if you were to look at all of the broken stasis boxes, you would see yeah. that while pieces may have scattered, nothing has been destroyed beyond repair. They have all yeah. survived. This piece will yeah. not break. The rest of you, in the meantime, there is a giant clattering and a string of explosions in the direction that Zal ran off. What do you do? Damn it. <laughs> I'm going to run off. To, I'm going to run towards the explosions, I guess. All right. And I'm actually going to pause us because we are two hours into our game. And we currently stand at $631 uh, out of our new goal of 700. So we are more than twice what we yep. originally wanted to earn. Um, and I'm just going to remind. That's freaking awesome. That's amazing. You all are awesome. I love this community so much. And there's still you know, another game. Yeah, there's still another game yeah. after this. So like our goal is 700, right? Um, and I keep changing the number because I am not fully ADHD controlled, but um, let's get to 675, say, and I'll wear my wedding dress and dance a hula on Monday. And also we'll all tell our embarrassing stories. All right. That's the 675. That's our goal. Let's get to 675. Um, and then like, we'll just see how far we jet ahead. The last, we've got kids on bikes coming up after this. And I just, um, like there was an article, I, I don't know if I said in my county's newspaper, about the nurses even here. And just like one of the lines was, um, we can't treat our patients from six feet away. Um, and the other was, it feels like going into war without armor. Um, yeah. So yeah, like that's that's what this is really about. Um, and we just wanna help our healthcare workers. And I know a lot of people, like I know my income is less right now. I know people are out of work. I know like I, it's there's no shame if you don't have money for it. But even if it's a dollar, even if it's like, I told somebody before, like if it's like two tacos from Taco Bell, um, that's wonderful and fine and will be respected and loved. And, and if you can't give and all you can do is just tell other people, um, do that, retweet, like publicize. There's still hours to go. So um, I just wanted to put that out there to everybody. Um, also, we have a drawing at the end of this uh, game and there's gonna be a drawing for a t-shirt. And then there's drawings for two promo codes for impulse drive cool shit. Um, so if you want One to learn- One already gone out. Awesome, yay! You already had a winner. Who was the winner? Uh, uh, ended up going oh. to Con in the end. Yeah, the, yay, the random name generator oh threw it out. And like, it could not be more well-deserved, Con. No. Amazing, I've been watching <laughs> you all day. You're fantastic. Um, and then we got and, five subs straight off to five gifted subs. Oh so, my yeah. God, all right, that's wonderful. I'm so excited. Um, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm not keeping track of it. So I'm gonna make everyone do an Into the Abyss roll in just a minute. Um, because people have been subbing so much and that's one of the things I promise. Um, but we're also gonna do a, a drawing at the end for a t-shirt. Um, and there's a men's size and a women's size, or sorry, men's size and women's size. Uh, and don't worry that the women's costs more. It doesn't matter. Whichever one you pick is fine. Patriarchy is dumb. Um, anyway, uh, we, going back to our game. Um, yes, the three of you, there's a lot of crashing and explosion. And, and there's a little bit probably of, oh, right, that's all. Yeah. 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 This isn't so surprising. <laughs> <laughs> this is fine. So what do y'all do? I uh have gone out and um I kind of look between uh Pulsar and Druxan and kind of do one of these and head off in that direction. Yeah, way off. All right. Um, I want to do something. I have no idea how it works. Hold on, Pulsar's doing what? And I'll get right to you, Druxan. I was gonna say, Pulsar is about four or five steps back. Okay. He's not watching their tail. That close. Yeah. Okay. Druxan, what do you do? Um, I don't know how this works, but there's a thing called um, 
holding, I guess. So I have a um, move called Stoic Wall, which means when you stand to, fight, to defend another from violence or harm, discharge this move and roll stalwart on a 10 plus, I can hold three or um, hold two. And then with every hold, I can use it to um, get the following benefit. So you've got okay. redirect an attack. Do I do that now? Can I do that now and hold onto it or do I do it in- Yeah, you hold on to, you can build it up so that you can use it during okay. a combat. Okay, so I want to do that. That's now. my understanding, at least if I'm going to yeah. get wrong. That's, That's right, right now. From it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, a couple of the uh, archetypes have stuff like that that you build up, right? Oh. Like Storm. Yeah, so I rolled an 11, so I hold three. Okay. Um, are you doing anything Unless... at the moment with that or just building it up? I'm just building it up. Okay, all right. Um, so Druxan and Riva, um, you come upon the scene of Zal holding something in their hand um, with like disaster in front of them. Um, yeah, they're just staring, they're staring more, they're like they, they have this thing that is kind of by their side, but they're staring at what's in the pile. All right. Um, and you see just scattered pieces of objects. There's strangely like, you know, when glass breaks and there's like all the little tiny pieces and you know, you could never put it back together again. Um, yeah. It's like Humpty Dumpty. There's no Humpty Dumpties there. Like everything is in pieces that you could put back together again. Maybe you have some super glue on your plane or on your ship. Hi, hello, hello. Sorry, I'm a little <laughs> interrupted. I'm a little distracted right now. Hello, hello, cute. This is Kaya, by the way. Um, this is Kaya for those who do not know. Kaya would like you to help healthcare workers. Kaya loves healthcare workers and would like you to donate to help them. Yes, yes, that's exactly what you're here for. That's what she's here to say. Um, I translated <laughs> from dog. Um, <laughs> that was so pure and good. <laughs> um so yeah this is what the two of you find um it you can tell right away like stuff is broke but it's not broke beyond repair um you probably couldn't go down this aisle anymore because there's so many like broken stasis boxes um but that's what you see what's um going on here yeah i killed her who who did you kill i don't know um, uh, can I look in the rubble to see if there is anyone that they killed any evidence of someone being you don't killed see, here? You don't see any organic matter and like, you know what it looks like when a body has been pulverized. Yeah. Nothing like that. There's no fluids. There's nothing. Nothing gooey. Yeah, who, I don't, there's literally no, nothing here. No one's here. Did they escape? It's all here. She are isn't. we speaking in third? Oh, yeah, uh, we think speaking in third person now. Is that a thing you do now? Yeah. So, Zal, Zal is just sort of looking, looking at this thing, like you know, looking, looking over to where where uh, Drixan is standing, looking back over at this thing, like, am I an echo? Make a make an into the abyss. Yeah, we're 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 doing we're doing that. That that feels like a that feels like a nine. Nine. Okay. Um you feel like your question, it's it's almost like asking a question over a cliff and waiting for a sound to come back. But there's a big pause, there's a big space of emptiness between this question and the answer. And the answer that you get back 
You know how when you hear an echo back, it's sort of what you said, but it's distorted, it's not quite right. You hear a yes, but it's not quite right. It's a yes, but not really, but a yes. And all it does is confirm some of the deepest feelings that you've had about yourself, but add something to it. There's something more there to chew on. Yeah. Um, and the, the question that you, you hear is, what is your desire? What does your heart want? Um, uh, and I think like, there's no, there's no word, but, but I think like Zal looks over at, Riva, just like, you know, just as like, we should, you know, kind of holds out, holds out this, this artifact, like, this was important to it. Maybe if we put it back and like, you know, doesn't, doesn't know, but he's, he's basically handing it off to Riva. And so this. as you do that, that echo is still in your mind. And the part of that response that was yes, but more, and you, you feel that love in your heart for Riva, you feel that more become more strong and more solid. That the more you go in that direction, the less of an echo you are. Yeah. Feelings. Yes. Usually you take that piece of the cube from Zal. There's, there's, there's still no body, so like, I think we're going to have to keep looking through this rubble. There might still be other pieces in here. What does See, it look like? Um, I'm trying to figure out how to, how to, okay. So imagine you had a puzzle, like a 3D puzzle, not like the outside, but like it fit into pieces to make a, a solid cube, right? So going at like 90 degree angles, but having like little things sticking out from them. It's like one of those. And you can tell, like, you could even remember and see like where in the piece it might fit. But is it like glass? Is it? It's it's made out of a solid substance that maybe it's stone, maybe it's sentient made. You can't quite tell. It's one of those really kind of foreign uh, pieces of material. Okay. In the meantime, Pulsar, you're drifting behind and you already had that intuition of movement in the room. You see somebody moving down one of the aisles. Okay. Rifle is out straight away. Do you stand there with your rifle? Or do you yeah, follow? I'm, I'm going to stand my ground for a second. If nothing happens, I'll follow. Nothing happens. You just sense movement away from you. Then yeah, I'll hesitantly follow. Okay. Um, while the rest of you are absorbed in this disaster in front of you, and this mystery that you're holding in your hand, Riva. Pulsar, you wander down several aisleways. You, you sense movement to your left. You turn to your left. And there he is. There's your mentor. There is just this kind of stare. And for the first time in probably a long time, Pulsar's guard just suddenly drops. And there's just this rifle down to the side, slack, just looking. He reaches his hand out to your face. He walks forward. You are not real. 
you feel his hand on your face. He looks like a dog. <laughs> he licks you. <laughs> Good day. Ah, perfect. Look. <laughs> ah. Oh no, you are real. <laughs> you feel his hand on your face. He does not lick you because ew. <laughs> and he's gazing into your eyes. <laughs> Wait, did you say gazing or sneezing? Gazing! Yes, sneezing. Sneezing <laughs> into sneezing my eyes. Sneezing into your eyes. Beautiful. You are not practicing social distancing. No. <laughs> <laughs> he stands there, his hand uh, on your face, gazing into your eyes. There is a, a definite, like, an attempt to step back. And then a hesitation is just. Here I am. Here I am. And as you say that, you start to see between his eyes a hole caving in. And now he stands there with a bullet wound, hand on your cheek. I don't know what is causing this trick. Here I am. This trick. As as uh, as he says, this trick, Pulsar has taken off and now a full step back. Because he's just no, 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 no. This is not. This is just in my head. Just in your head. Here I am. And he takes a step forward. Pulsar takes another step back. Just, you need to stop. Stop? And he takes a step forward. <laughs> there are alarms in my neighborhood, apparently. Of course there are. Pulsar. <laughs> you hear your sister's voice. I take the pistol and I raise it up in front of me. And I just wait. He raises his hand in front of the pistol. I fire. As you fire, you see the bullet hit him and you get that sense, you know, when you shoot something like an arrow and you there's that flack, you know that it's landed and hit home. Yeah. There's, a, there's a sense of that too when your pistol fires and lands. Um, you know that you've mortally wounded him, but he's not there anymore. And on the ground is a puzzle piece that fits into a cube. Pulsar's going to kind of look up, see that no one is around yet, and he's just going to drop, just drop to the ground and just kind of give in to himself for a second. What does that look like, give in to yourself? <clears throat> just kind of almost ignoring the actual puzzle piece itself, just dropping dropping the pistol, dropping to my knees, and just breathing heavily, just trying to keep my eyes closed and focus back in to the real world. It's around about this time that the other three of you realize that Pulsar's gone. Pulsar is gone. Um, after I called his name, I went to go look. Okay. Yeah, that, that was right about now. 
Yeah, and like, um, and like Zal's, Zal's like following following uh, Reva. Like, it's probably going to be like practically stuck to Reva for a little while now. All right, um, Druxan, what do you do? I'm looking around, very confused, okay. because yeah, um, I'm probably gonna leave them to. So I see them walk away. <laughs> But I see a lot of like artifacts and stuff on the ground, so I want to just keep searching through them just in case we find. Reva, uh, Zal, we'll get to you in a minute. Um, Druxan, as you're searching through all of this material on the ground, can you smell something delicious behind you? Just on a breeze that wafts up to you. Uh, I, I turn around. And now another ambulance is coming <laughs> by my house. <laughs> Around every now and then. <laughs> oh no! Uh, um. Okay. Um. There's your mother. Baby. Aww. Sorry, cat. <laughs> yeah. Um. Ma- mom. She walks towards uh, you and says, "Mom." Um, I, I walk to, I walk up towards her and try to hug her. You feel her embrace. You feel tears on her cheeks that, that touch your cheek and get your cheek wet. What, what, what are you doing here? Why, why are you here? I'm here. Yeah, but why? Do you know what happened? To... You're re- you're really far from home. Where's where's Dad? I'm far from home. She leans back, puts her hands on your shoulders. She's still smiling. Uh, can I? I don't think you'll realize that it's not her. Without so I think. Can I roll to see if I figure it out? You can do it into the abyss if you want. I- I'll do that. Okay. Oh, no. Um, five. Five, okay. Um, what you get instead is, in what way is your mind or soul vulnerable? Um... Boy. I think he's um he's not I think I mentioned kind of mentioned earlier but he's probably he's loyal to a fault so he would most likely he would not most likely he would definitely put himself in danger for someone else I guess so maybe that could be manipulated or used against him Yes. And actually the moment that you feel the abyss pulling that knowledge from outside of you, uh, from inside of you, you see, and it's, it's almost like your vision is shifting, but you're not aware that it makes no sense. That sense of the army coming over the horizon towards your home. Only they're coming down the aisle way towards your mother. Uh, who does not I seem wanna, to notice them. I want to like pull her behind me and raise my shotgun at, the, I guess the army that's approaching. Yes, and now you see a soldier in the armor 
um, and wearing the sigil of whatever friggin' army was there, and I didn't make it up because I didn't build this one. <laughs> that one. <laughs> yeah. Walking down the walking down this aisleway. Mama, you need to get back. Uh, I'm not sure why everyone's here. Just just run, and I want to just start firing. And she says, "Run!" And she runs. And as you fire, that soldier in front of you disappears, and on the ground is a puzzle piece. And we're going to go to Riva and Zal, who are trying to find Pulsar. And you can hear the breathing. This is an empty warehouse. You can hear his breathing. You can pretty easily find him. It takes a few minutes. Um, during those few minutes, is anything said? Is anything done? Or are you focused entirely on finding Pulsar? Um, I think, I think like, it depends on Riva. Z- Zal is probably, like, just trying to stay close to Riva. So I don't think they're saying anything at this point. I think I'm very focused on finding my brother, and uh, I don't think I don't think anything of Zal being close. Yeah, yeah. It feels I don't normal. Think... Yeah. yeah. All right. You turn a corner, and there is Pulsar curled up on the floor, which I don't. At least Zal has never seen before. I don't yep. know. Pulsar, has Riva ever seen this before? No. Pulsar? Pulsar, Pulsar, Pulsar? And I uh, drop to my knees next to him and like am checking for blood for anything. What does she find? Uh, <clears throat> no blood. Just head down, heavy breathing. I kind of not responding to your presence right now. He's just kind of trying to bring himself back into back into the real world. I press my hand between his shoulders. You feel her hand. Gently and firmly, and I'm, I don't move. And it's a familiar feeling. You know it's your sister standing there. There's a very deep breath. It comes from Pulsar as he ex- exhales. He just kind of goes, <clears throat> I think we have another piece. He's going to quickly grab his pistol, take a look at it, and just kind of hoister it, uh, holster it, stand up, kind of brush off, coat up, and just, <clears throat> we should take that and go. Yeah. I mean, Zal is like sitting there, kind of pretending that they haven't seen anything. Like, you know. Awkward. Just like awkward. <laughs> like, looking. They're, they're like very explicit. Like, they have a gun out but like, and pointing away, but like, they're like, you know, tr- trying not to make it, trying not to look and trying to make it look like they don't really want to look. Let, the, let them have whatever <clears throat> it is. You okay? I'm always okay. Filthy liar. Come on. Word from the best. That's rude. Respect your elders. Uh, hand on the back and guiding him out. Drax, what are you doing? Um, I think I pick up the piece. 
So that's the first thing I do. A little bit confused why I just shot a man and then they turned into, a, I guess, the equivalent of a puzzle piece. I'll start the point at that. Um, Drax is not the smartest. So, <laughs> um, so the moment he picks it up, he remembers that he just saw his mom and she ran off. So he's going to try and run into the direction he's pretty sure he saw her run in. Now, as you run, uh, you're struck by something that, you know, you you took for granted before because it's just sort of sensorily expected in a warehouse like this, but the echoes of your footfalls are just so present in your mind. And you run aisle after aisle after aisle and you see nothing. Mom? Uh. Mom? It echoes from the walls and you know that all it is is an echo, that it's only a sound. I'm gonna try and find the rest of the group. The four of you meet up. One yeah, of the go. one of the aisles that is not a disaster scene. <laughs> You're not gonna have many many of those left at, at this rate. <laughs> so I'm gonna go to the the aisle that's not ruined and no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Ruin it. I've grenades. I, uh, I definitely would have uh, picked up the artifact piece. Also, uh, Con, you're an absolute machine. 850 added on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, okay, let's have everybody make an Into the Abyss roll, please. Oh, boy. In oh, honor okay. of Con. Oh. Do you want to do those? This is. We're at oh, no. 642, y'all. We are so close to 675, and we still have Snake over eyes. a half hour. Snake eyes. Okay. Yeah. Me too. Seven. Oh, oh my no. God. Is that the third time that you've gotten snake eyes? Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. That's. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my. Okay. That's. That's bizarre. Um. Okay. And didn't you get all sixes, too? No, that was Riva. That was Riva, yeah. Okay. I rolled right. a disadvantage. I'm gonna go clockwise. Um, Pulsar, you got snake eyes. Um, <coughs> let me see. At this point, the void may as well know my social security number. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my name. <laughs> if I already asked this question, if I already asked this question, then you want to answer how it's changed since the last moments. But if I did not, then go ahead and answer. What faint hope do you have? Oh yeah. Um, Before it was uh, the killing. Uh, the killing it wasn't for nothing. Um, I think now it's probably changed to that. I don't have to be haunted by the memory again. And Riva, was your role? Okay, you can ask a question of the void, and the void will. You have such a sense of power with it that it will not echo back to you another question. So what's your question? Can I save him? That's in his hands, not yours. Zal, what was your role? Uh, Seven. Seven. You can ask a question. Uh, How can I get this cat to stop knocking my dice everywhere? (laughs) (laughs) The abyss says, what a ridiculous question. That will never happen. No, so um, my question is, what will happen if we reassemble the Echo artifact? 
trying to figure out how to consolidate this into a good answer. You hear past to the present, life for life. Okay. Seems like a good answer. Um, okay. Uh, sorry, what second? I'm looking for a good question. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just gonna be playing keep away here. Um, what hope does <laughs> what hope does your character now cling to? Um Is that me. That oh that the value of the of the life is greater than whatever what it costs to make them. Drixon, what did you get? I got snake eyes. You got snake eyes too? All right. Yeah. Um, Ruin us. <laughs> <laughs> what terrifies you? Uh, oh. Um, Cry, I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a hard one. I think what terrifies him the most is that um, that wasn't actually his mother and his mom is dead. Oh. And no answer comes from the, the abyss to that question. Oh. Oh. Ah. Uh. This feeling, this moment of being in touch with the abyss, it comes when the four of you are together and the three missing pieces of the cube are near one another. What do you do? So, Zal will say, will, you know, say like, life for life. If you put it back together, things will balance, I believe. And you're really sure about that? No. You're about anything. So, so Zal will just say, no. But it would be, it's worth trying anyway. And I think they're going to like... They don't have a piece, but they're gonna they're gonna like if Pulsar isn't like stopping them, they're gonna like grab take the artifact and like sort of hold it up and like sort of see the slots where the missing pieces could go and like sort of hold it out to to uh Druxan to like see if you need to put in the slot. The... Yeah, I put in a slot. And then to to Riva. Puts my piece in. And then to Pulsar. It's hesitant, but he doesn't. And then... A wave of light flashes out from the cube. Um, and the little lines of where the puzzle pieces are grow together and the cube is now solid. And each of you become aware of one overwhelming feeling, and that is choose. And you know somewhere inside that you can choose for someone who is dead to be alive, but you must choose for someone to die within a year in exchange. Um, there's no hesitation for um, Jackson. He, he doesn't know if his mom is alive, but he would like to put his life to make sure she is alive. And yeah, you'll take feel... the yeah, sentence. You feel that choice channeling into the cube. You feel 
a warping of time, a warping of reality, uh, pulling out into the abyss of pulling in into the object at the same time and possibly so. You don't know if your life is marked because you don't know if you've exchanged for someone who has died, but you do know that she will live. Saul, what do you do? Um, hmm. Can I go ask? I, I have a, a thing I want to. I want to no, see here. No, there's no. There's no questions allowed. Yes. Okay. <laughs> just a, no. I just wanted to. I wanted to see if. I want to go last here, if if you don't mind. Oh, oh, go last. I thought you said, "Can I ask?" That's yeah. Go, I go like, last. Yeah, I, I have fine. a thing I want to see here. What do you do? So this idea has come into my head, right? Mm -hmm. Would I know if I would be able to abstain from it? Yes, you can make the choice not to. Because <clears throat> I feel like the one person Pulsar would bring back is the one person that he would never bring back because of his sister. So it would be a no. Just abstain. And you feel yourself almost make that choice. And almost like that person is about to materialize in front of you and it snaps back at your no. But there is energy remaining from that no. But for now, we'll move to Reba. I also abstain. More energy building up with the cube. Zal. Yeah. So Zal, I, it's not a name that flashes, but a face, and you know the face. And the person to die, Zal. You know deep within your altered body that you are marked for death. But you know that when that happens, she will come back out of the material that you have made lifeless. Somehow, you don't know how you'll accomplish that, but somehow that will happen within the year. The energy that is building up, however, between Pulsar and Riva from both of their nose, it, it swirling, if you can feel it, you can see it as light and it is manifesting down the aisleway in front of you. And what you see forming down the aisleway is Pulsar immediately recognizable to you because the last time you saw this person, your second bullet was in his head. This is a young man. He was your, your first real bounty. Um, and as you look at him, I want you to roll into the abyss. He couldn't possibly be here. You killed him. It's a nine. A nine, okay. You can ask one question. Did you make the right choice in choosing me? Who are you asking? The the figure you said I put a bullet this is in your, head, right? This is, was your first bounty, but your second bullet. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Different person. Okay. Yeah. Writing. Okay. Yeah. In that case, it's a case of... Uh, I think Pulsar would want to know what they felt 
as like in their final moments. So what? This person? That kind of, yeah. What this person felt. This person felt pain, but mostly deep sadness of being separated from someone. And you can tell that the someone, that they know that they will miss for eternity, is Dr. Avantaras. And the abyss asks back of you, what do you do with guilt? It is stored, kept and kept and stacked up and up until the final moments. Mm. Then it will move on. You remember this man, Jaral. You don't recall why there was a bounty on his head. Um, but now you suspect it may have something to do with the activities of the Archaeoi. Can you see him lift a pistol? And now all of you see him standing in front of you. Reva, you sense your brother's reaction to this person standing in front of you. And he grins, a sideways grin, fury, anger, bitterness. Says, he traded himself for me. But I will be able to trade you for him. Oh boy, I wanna Yeah. I saw Zal first and then Drax. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like uh, I was gonna I was gonna no. Just knock him knock him back. Like if he, if he so much as twitches a weapon in our direction, he's he's going poof. Okay. I'll have you roll first for that. Um I just had to say it was like Jeopardy buzzers. Yeah. <laughs> good. Um so Zal, you're gonna rush forward. Everyone's gonna chance to say what they're gonna do because everyone's gonna act at the same time. Drax, yeah. what are you doing? Just a, I mean, I was going to use the, my holds and act as a stoic wall, I guess, and take the hit instead. Okay, so you're going to stand in front, and he's aiming, can't quite tell, but he's either aiming at Riva or Pulsar. Yeah, so like, and like, I think you see, like, Zol, Zol wouldn't have reacted quite as quickly if it was just Pulsar. Mm -hmm. so, sorry, man. Um, no, no, no. But, but you, Riva is right in the line of fire. Right in the line of fire, so just like... <laughs> yeah, so you're running toward him. I'm not running, I'm just, I'm just like, knock, I'm just like... Telekinetically knocking him oh, away. Oh, telekinetically. Uh, telekinetically. Ha! Telekinetically. Got you. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm using my, using my TK right. master right. here. I've got you both. I'm going to, we'll go back to those in a second. I just want to, everyone's trying to act at the same time. So, Pulsar, what are you going to do? What Pulsar thinks he's going to do is fire a shot. What he instinctively does is step in front of Reva. All right. Reva, what do you do? The minute Pulsar stands in front of me, arm around him, knock him behind me, and I have my gun out. <laughs> okay. Um, we're going to start with Zal. Um, Zal, do you need to make a roll for the telekinesis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's the advanced move that I talk. Okay, go ahead. Um, and it's when you instinctively reach out and throw your telekinetic power at someone or something human size and weight or smaller within skirmish or firefight range, discharge this move and roll plus volatile. On a 10 plus, you intend to strong, choose one. And the one I am doing is it is it sent flying back as though through a forceful blow. Okay. All right. Um, and you, you rolled? Yeah, I rolled. That was a 10. That was 10. Okay, okay, okay. That, that um, was what the result, 10 result ends. Gotcha. So you, you, sorry, at, like at the point of like, um, 
you see you see Gerald flying back down the aisleway as he shoots. It's kind of like one of those action movies, right? Like, right. Um, it looks really badass. <laughs> um, do they know that you can do that, or is that just out of the blue? No, they like, probably know that you can. Yeah. Oh, no, oh, like, oh yeah. I mean, I I, I did it too. Like accidentally to, to uh, Riva. Yes, Riva. This is very fucking familiar. You know exactly who just blew him away. Um, but there's still a shot heading, and Drixon, you're trying to stand in front of them. Pulsar, you and Riva are trying to stand in front of each other. I'm just gonna. It's, I'm gonna act like it's a skirmish, and I'm gonna have you both make roll plus stalwart. Could I? Wait, what's volatile again? Or or slick if you want to be fast enough. Oh, volatile. I forgot that volatile existed. Roll plus volatile. Okay, good. It's okay. I totally have run this system multiple times. I feel like we're not really usually a punchy group, though. Yeah, yeah, I think that's part of it. Uh, I have rolled well on a roll to get myself hurt. So that's that's pretty great. (laughs) Okay. Uh, 13. 13. Oh, I got an 11. And okay. I, oh, wait, no, wait, wait, wait. Voltile plus one, so that's 12. Still not good enough. Still not good enough. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if opposed rolls is a thing, but we're just going to let it be. Um, so, Druxan and Pulsar, you're both in front, and you get both of the bullets that get shot at you. Um, and I'm going to roll with disadvantage, like major disadvantage, because he's being shot there, right? Uh, so, that's a nine. Um, and I'm going to decide which one of you on odds. It's Pulsar on evens. It's Druxan. It was a three. So Pulsar, you take two harm. Right? So this is still in the range of, this is still in the range of if you, if you rest for like a beat, you can like recover. Can I redirect? Can I read it? Because one of the things I can spend a hold on is Mm -hmm. to redirect an attack from which I'm defending to myself. Yes. Okay. So you're actually able. Yeah. So you take the two. And, and what then happens also, is you can, have, you can see it heading toward him and your battle reflexes are so strong that you duck in front. And it's really funny because it's like Reva and Pulsar going back and then Pulsar <laughs> piles in front and then Drox piles in front of Pulsar. Okay. And then I can reduce that harm. I can use my other hold to reduce that harm by one as well. Okay, so you take one harm. So I take one. All right. And he, um, Jeral, bangs on the ground and I'm going to say taken, taken a harm. Um, taken to harm at that point because that was an amazing amount of telekinetic force and i'm pretty sure that you weren't zol that you were happy to do damage to him and i was not i was like not zol was not not like being gentle here no 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 no. um so he's on the floor um and he's gonna miss around what do you all do um i i charge him right i just run towards him okay supporting Um, There is a combat move, let me see, called Merciless. Um, No, he can strike back, so I'm not going to say it's Merciless. So you're going to go ahead and just make a firefight. You're going to roll plus Volatile. Um, That's a nine. A nine. All right. Um, So you can choose one. You um, You can do your harm, and then you can also double it, but then need an extra round to use your weapon. Um, you can hold the person down so you can shoot him and keep him from moving. Um, you can, I'm looking at the stuff that's, uh, you can scare the shit out of him so that he misses another round. Um, or you can take it, uh, you can disengage, you can get out of there. What do you uh, want to do wanna, in addition to your I'll, harm? I'll double my harm. Okay. So what's your harm? Um, 
So if I'm using my gun, I think this would be more of a melee. Uh, probably this is more of a melee thing. So it'll be two harm, so four harm now. Okay. So two things. One, as this is happening, all of you who have seen these visions have the sudden realization this person actually got shot. <laughs> all the other ones disappeared into puzzle pieces. This is the actual person here. Um, Drixon blows his brains out on the ground. With his shot with such force that this person is no more and could never be healed. Hmm. I thought it was going to be a bit more of a fight. That That's actually, though, how it works in this system is like, yeah. which it should. If you get shot multiple oh, times, yeah. you should be dead. No, that, was just, that was in character. Yeah. Druxen was like, oh, Druxen okay. was disappointed. Sorry. He looked down and like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> was expecting yeah. like a gun to get like hit or something. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Didn't get we there. are now at 650. 650! Oh my gosh, Mon, yay! You're a monster. Oh, Another you're 700, Good uh, damn. Another seven, uh, 750 added to that. Oh, you're crazy. Let's have a uh, step towards 700. Let's have a roll for uh, uh, Into the Abyss. Okay. <laughs> and honor upon the badass. Because <laughs> it's an anime, it's a great anime, really recommend it. It's okay. Also the snake eyes this time. Also three though. Oh my so... goodness. I rolled oh a goodness. four. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so I rolled two twos. I wrote down my stats really fast, right? And uh, I don't usually have a negative in Alien. Mm-hmm. I have a negative in Alien, so okay. I'm sorry. So the rolls I mentioned earlier were all wrong. It's all right. We're moving forward. It's, fine. We'll, it's good. Um, but now that I do know, I rolled a four minus one. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> okay. That's all. Oh, sorry. Um, we were we were on another alien. Yeah. Sorry, missed that that nuance there. That is a seven. A seven. Okay. <clears throat> yes. Um, of all the group, you are the only one who resists that alienness that this person in front of you wasn't there before and is actually a person, and it's not even consistent with the bizarre experiences you've had in this warehouse. You have a moment where you can ask something of the abyss. What do you ask? Um. So I think, like, the, I think the question is, how do we bring everyone who was taken back? Everyone who was taken, meaning? The people who are missing from the warehouse. The people, the, the people who were traded. Gotcha. The, um, because, like, now, now that this guy, now this guy's gone, the trade was invalid. The trade was, and, and you hear back from the abyss, like, it was the doctor who traded. Just the doctor. It was one life for one life. And yeah. it is not something that you can reverse. Okay. Once the, and you hear that with the weight of, you have also made a trade. Yeah, I know. I was like, cannot reverse well, it. Well, whatever. So it's all, it's all yeah. like, whatever. Yeah. But like that, that's not the important part. The important part is, like, getting, getting things back, like, to the way they should be. And the question that the abyss asks back of you is, before your death, what do you want the most? Yeah, like, de- definitely knows knows what that is. He's gonna you look have over, to say it, it so Reva, everyone knows it. Yeah. Reva, like, you know, make, make something of the time they have left. All right. Drixon, you also get the question 
before the end of you, whenever that comes, if it is within a year because of the trade you may have made, what do you want? Um, to taste my mother's cooking again. Oh, oh no! Pulsar, what do you want? I <clears throat> want to find someone to pass this all on to so that everything I've done isn't in vain. And also, by the way, you have a, a you can add a D4 to one of your rolls. Uh, thanks to Con. I need yeah. it. Yes. <laughs> so much. All right, Reva, what do you want? After coming down from this moment and watching everyone try to protect each other and um, looking from Druxan and Zal and Pulsar. I want to not squander any more friendships relationships or connections. As you feel these answers pulled from your heart, all of you, a sense of peace settles down into the warehouse. There's no more movement. The cube is solid in front of you and inert, as are all of the objects around you, <laughs> broken or not. And silence descends. I'm not sorry. <laughs> Now, let me, let me point out, um, you are in a totally empty warehouse full of alien artifacts. And, and actually, like, you could probably, like, kind of conclude, just I want to make sure this is clear, that the doctor, knowing that he was going to exchange his life, dismissed all of the guards um, because oh. he wanted Gerald to get all of the stuff. Um, oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I, I, I see what, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was like power wave wiped them all out. Right. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. But no, it's life for life. Um, you're in a warehouse full of alien yeah. artifacts. Now, there's an upside and a downside to this. On the one hand, fucking alien artifacts, man. Those are not like worth nothing. On the other hand, the Archaea probably has a catalog. What do you do? So I think I think it's all like having having seen this is is like, so, we could be rich, right? Enough to set us, set us up for the rest of our, of our lives. If my calculations are correct. I do not do this for the money. I also don't. I I'll think have it then. We could. So, Pay off our debts. We could, but we could pay off the debts. Give, give someone we care about a a chance for life after this. Correct, if my calculations are correct. Pulsar's gaze actually trails over to Zal. You know. Yeah. It's actually the first thing you've said in a long time that I agree with. And yeah. he grabs, he's going to go up, he's going to grab one of the artifacts. 
Yeah. And he's going to just shove it into uh, Reva's hand. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna start looting. Okay. Any Ooh. objections to the looting? No. Absolutely not. All right. So you managed to get quite a few artifacts. And being smugglers on the black market, you have a fair chance of being able to sell these without putting your life on the line. You are, in fact, able to get your debts paid. And you could continue as a crew for your own profit rather than being pursued by a debtor. Um, I'm going to ask what happens to your character within the next year. And I'm going to start with Pulsar. What happens within the next year with your character? You return, and you can talk about what happens when you return to the ship on that day, and also what happens through the course of the year. Yeah. On the day, Pulsar isn't in this for the money. He never has been. It's always been his personal religion, his personal belief. So he's been throwing artifacts into Reva's hand. And as everyone kind of clears off and they make their journey, they go ahead and sell it, uh, sell everything. And Pulsar is just going to turn around to Reva and say, you know, we have been through a lot. And I <laughs> think it's time you... I think it's time you'll step out. Zal made a good point. There's enough money here for you to live comfortably for the rest of your life. Hell, there's enough money for you to actually take this crew and make something of yourselves. Why are you excluding yourself from this? What are you doing? You know I walk a different path. And you've known for a while that I walk a different path. You don't have to. Yes. Yes, I do. I Why? will see you before the end. What, what does that even mean? It's complicated. But Uncomplicated? I would much rather t you take these people that I know can handle themselves and live a life worth living. It's as simple as that. Reva, what decision do you make? I don't want my brother to leave. I don't want I don't want him walking this dark path. And you remember the abyss saying to you, that is in his hands. What decision do you make for yourself? I I look down, I put a hand up to the necklace that keeps my mask up, and I the mask comes down. And she has a face. Um they're very clearly related. Long black hair. I'll find you and stop you. And I'm going to stop that exchange. That's a good end for that one. Um, now we have a recurring character for our 
<laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna play so many characters, Cole. Um, Drixon, when you get back and for the year, what do you do? When I get back, I definitely have a load of um, artifacts, like uh, way too many. I probably like took multiple trips back and forth between the ship to get as many as much as I can. And I sold all of it. And I asked if they can not quite, uh, not like drop me off for a bit at um, my home planet, um, Rattal. And I go to, to the last place I remember seeing my mom. So, um, and she is there and is alive and has been. And you realize that your life can go on far more than a year. Do you continue with the crew or do you make a different life for yourself? She greets you with joy. She gives you the food that you love. What do you do after that? I, um, um, can you leave this planet? Like leave. I, we have enough, I brought enough money. You can set up a life somewhere else, anywhere else, but you can't stay here. It, it's, it's really dangerous. She trusts you above anyone else, and you're able to resettle her on one of the planets whose government has become more stable. Do you return to your smuggling life, or do you stay with her? Oh, boy. Um, yeah, I return, to the smug I return to the smuggling life, but I think I do a lot more visits um, to my mom than usual. Yes. Yeah. Zal, what do you so do for this year? So I think you see like the Zal like setting up the the a trust fund or like a, like some kind of fund with the bank and tying it to their own genetic code, uh, so that someone else with the exact same genetic code could also access it, you know, in the future. Right. Anything else? Um, so I think at some point they're gonna they're gonna find find Riva. And they're they're gonna say like they don't think they're going to going to be with the crew long, but what this time, Zal will not continue existing for more than a set amount of time. In fact, you can see that some of Zal's parts are starting to wear and fall off. Teach me to repair this. There is no repair. Function is as designed. As bargained for. Bargained for? What did and you, that choice in the like, warehouse? Yeah, just nods. What, who? And then uh, someone was made into Zal. They should have what was taken from them. And then they look at their hand and like, when the process is complete, Zal will no longer exist. Someone else will. I hope they are a good person. 
I'm going to pause this there because of time, and I'm going to ask okay. Riva Zal, does anything develop between the two of you over the course of this year, or not? Zal wants that. <laughs> Zal says yes. Um, I was going to say at the end of that conversation, Riva hugs them yeah, very tightly. Right. Hug, and then and I think, oh, it's angsty though, because I feel angsty. like it starts to. Okay, go for and it. And then dolls, that's probably what. And then, yeah. and then, like, you get it gets to be like a month left, and then Zal just can't keep going. Okay. With with knowing that there's a time limit. Yeah. So you have this precious time together, but toward the end of it, you begin to drift apart. And Zal, one night, as your pieces have slowly fallen apart and you've noticed some kind of fleshy, soft, regenerative material underneath those pieces, you feel your consciousness leave you and it's the last piece falls off. And you have a moment of acceptance of this exchange and you feel the world blink out and you think goodbye to your crew and especially to Riva. But then another blink and you open your eyes and you are her, but you are also Zal. You remember everything that Zal remembers. You love everything that Zal loves, but you are also the one out of whom Zal was created. Yeah, and so I, th I, think, I think you see, I think you see just kind of bolt up you know, sort of, sort of look at, look in the mirror, like hand to the face. Anya. My name is Anya. And that is where we'll end. That was great. <laughs> oh boy, that was so good. <laughs> oh, no. I wasn't ready for that. I'll be honest. I love all of you so much. I love all of you so much. Wow, what what beautiful role players you all are. Um, all right. Thank you, everybody, for participating in our in our game and everyone who donated. I think we got up to six hundred and fifty dollars, y'all. And oh six hundred and fifty dollars. We have one more game left. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh -huh. So six hundred and fifty dollars. So we are going to do a drawing for a T-shirt um, for everyone who donated during this period of time, and we'll be contacting the winner because my wife's supposed to run it, and I'm not sure she's home yet. <laughs> but I'm sure we have a record and we'll figure it out. We'll announce it later in the stream. Um, and I think we had our two winners for our, um, for our um, promo code. Indeed. Uh, Con won the first one and then uh, Sticks. Yay! Awesome. Yay! So if you enjoyed Congratulations. This, if you enjoyed this, please go out and like, this is on Drive Through RPG and it's fantastic. And just go and try it. I, really I've never, I, every time I run this, it's beautiful. Down. Yeah. Um, and thank you to Adrian Theon for giving Thoen for giving us that. Um, uh, and uh, thank you everyone who donated. Uh, just my heart is with all of you who had that generosity and all of you who didn't have the money but like promoted this and you're wonderful and I love you and we should go since there's another awesome game, Kids on Bikes, coming up. Yeah. So keep it going. And I mean, we we were worried that 300 was too much of a goal and here we are over twice of it. So let's see how much we can end with. All right. Thank you, everybody. I hope Bob's listening. I don't know. We're just here. Hi. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>